It is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. If you believe that people in office actually care about your well-being, if you believe that statutes and codes are God's gift to man, this show is not for you. If you believe NBC, CNN, Faux News, and the like actually report real news, this show is not for you. This... is the proper place where those beliefs need disposal of. So if you decide to stick around, this show will not be responsible for your mental instability. If you're brave enough to call in, this is your warning. You best bring facts to the discussion. Welcome back to the Constitutional Crusaders show on the American Voice Radio Network. It is the 4 o'clock hour out here on the left coast. If you're listening some other time zone, obviously you're going to have to adjust your uh, clocks accordingly. This is a live call-in show. Calling in is not necessary. Thinking, however, is we do, of course, give that exemption to members of Media Matters, the Southern Poverty Law Center, as well as those agents of the government that are paid to listen to this show, because if we required them to think, it would create a hostile work environment. We don't want to be responsible for that. If you'd like to call in, the number is real simple, one 800 832-1980. I don't have Yahoo Instant Messenger up today. I just got a whole so many crap things going on right now that I just didn't get to that. Um, and I didn't even feel like doing it during the commercial break. So uh, deal with it. What can I say? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not in a very good mood for those of you that are just joining us right now. I I've had a, a huge, huge setback in my life, and it's really gotten me really ticked off uh, really bad. And um, so just, I'm just not in a very good mood, and I don't want to talk about it other than that. I'm not in a good mood. Um, where was I? Oh, yes, uh, call in, number, uh, et cetera. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Been doing a lot of political news, in case you're just joining us now. Obviously, with tomorrow being uh, Insurrection Day, uh, or it should be Insurrection Day, but I digress. Instead, it's the supposed transfer uh, in a, a supposed election. Well, really, seriously, is it? You know, one can only wonder. Judy McLeod points out this dichotomy with, in God we trust, in Hillary we decline. Mm, interesting. She starts out by writing and saying, no one 
other than our creator, knows the outcome of what Tuesday night will be. Journalists, talking heads, videographers, and poll predictors are pundits more than they are ready-made soothsayers, and too few of them are telling the masses the truth. That is, that Hillary Clinton, should she win, will have stolen rather than have won the election. Confusing white noise keeps clamoring. There's another shoe to drop, another manufactured Donald Trump scandal. This one would be the mother of all scandals. And in the end, it all comes down to whether or not a Trump landslide will be powerful enough to override massive voter fraud, a voter fraud some eight years in the making. Complications of election 2016 go much further than the system being rigged, a major worry in itself. When globalist power brokers dumped community organizer Barack Obama on America in 2008, it was as if they used a sword to cut the country in two. Even in all the hyped Messiah's coming hoopla, Roughly only 50% of voters cast a ballot for Senator Obama. Another 50% who saw clearly through trumped-up fakery did not. The roughly 50% who never voted for Obama and who now stand strongly against the coronation of Clinton are plagued by further diversionary tomfoolery, including massive Republicans who threw in with the Democrats and mainstream and social media in the tank for Clinton, cruel lies and corruption notwithstanding. Full stop, my friends. Even Judy here, I've been talking a lot today about people not even listening to what they're saying or what they're writing. Even Judy falls into this fakery. Never forget, my friends, that less than 50% of people who would otherwise be eligible to vote do So when they talk about 50% of the people who never voted for Obama, no, 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 no. Let's take the premise that exactly 50% of those who are eligible to vote voted. Then of that 50%, just a little less than 50% didn't vote for Obama. That means that's only 25% or so of the population. That means 75% of the voting eligible uh, population did not vote for Obama. That's a powerful thing, my friends, a very powerful thing. So that really shows how, why the Electoral College is supposed to protect us, but it doesn't. Or it isn't, my friends, and I'm getting more and more afraid that it's even going to not protect us less this election here, especially with Soros making news about that they've got it fully in their pocket. I, this is radio. I can't show it to you, my friends, but you can look it up yourself. Look up the last two presidential elections and notice that there are like nine key states where when you look at the states by county, 
you know, where the map is the county lines. And you will notice that these states, Oregon, New York, Florida, California, well, no, California is not part of it, uh, Oregon, Florida, Wisconsin, New York, and, and other states that are supposedly really blue states, well, when you look at them on the county line, you'll notice it's just the cities that are blue. The rest are all red. And in these states, it's a winner-take-all. Since the uh, people in those cities in those states outvoted the entire rest of the state, well, now all of a sudden, every elector goes for that. No, that's not the way the Electoral College was meant to be, my friends. It was meant to be the opposite of that. So, yeah, sure, a big city can take it with, you know, three or four electoral votes for a, for a good moderate-sized city, more electoral votes for a larger city. But then the rest of the state has its electoral votes going against the city. And when you add them all up, all of a sudden, you remove the blankety-blank winner-take-all mentality, and all of a sudden... Barack Obama wasn't elected. Barack Obama wasn't re-elected. Oh, very interesting, huh? But that's the way it was, my friends. So, back to this thing about, you know, 50% never voting for Obama. It was a hell of a lot more than that. Um, adding to the confusion and division... Several public figures who influence millions over their radio and television mics. Oh, hmm. Could she be talking about me? After all, my friends, I've told you over and over again that the information that I get on a monthly basis shows 8 to 12 million or more listening to this show. You know, with the number of portals and 20 to 25 people per portal listening. Hmm. You know, wow. So the millions, anyway, back where I was, millions over the radio and television mics who only made it where they are because of they were perceived as the voice of conservatives. Well, I'm definitely not a voice of conservatives. So there we go. Now I know she's not talking about me. Repeat over and over again how they're voting for Trump, but only because they don't want Hillary elected, not because he deserves their reluctant vote. Yeah, well, that is the way a lot of the so-called conservatives have been. I have my other druthers, but that's a whole other story. Amid this quagmire division, consider that this entire campaign has been played out during the existence of an abnormal anomaly. Barack Obama and his intended successor, Hillary Clinton, loathe America as it stood for over 240 years, seeking to transform the nation into their irrational version of a Marxist enriching utopia. It is not only abnormal to hate the country that feeds your children, pays your salary, and enriches your charitable foundation by millions. It is evil and wicked. And despite all of the above, there are millions of Americans who keep the ideal of the America of their founding fathers in their every thought and prayer. 
all prayers are answered. And thoughts are prayers too by virtue. In other words, you get what you what you ask for, my friends. If you ask for it and you do it right, it's as simple as that. You really do. I know it's hard sometimes, and I'm facing that fact myself today that I'm getting what I asked for, just not getting what I wanted. Ha ha ha. Uh, and that's part of the reason I'm in such a pissy mood right now, but I digress. So, whatever shock the Obama and company intend to drop, you know, today, tonight, tomorrow, you know, well, there's no bloodshed in whatever it is, probably, with that yet to be seen. So, we just need to... Um, Remember, my friends, that if you don't vote, if you don't participate, if you don't watch the polls, if you don't do what's necessary to exercise your enfranchisement, you are disenfranchised. It's as simple as that, my friends. It really is. It really is. Okay, I have told you, and told you, and told you over again, exactly who Hillary is. And I've told you who and what she is through the company she keeps. And the main company that she keeps is that Iranian advisor, Huma Abedin. Well, thank you very much, WikiLeaks. She evidently has a Yahoo email account. And Yahoo, being one of the least secure email accounts out there, has been nabbed and picked up by WikiLeaks. And we have the email that she wrote to her brother last September. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, you do. So here's what she wrote to her brother back in Iran. Sorry for my late reply, Hassan. Yes, let me tell you about her. The woman is so odd, so starved for validation, so tormented in vain. It is a constant surprise to me that anyone takes her seriously. Everyone on the team knows how unwell she is, but they're more determined than ever to see her win. This woman that has a dozen seizures a day, this godless, shrieking malcontent, passed out in her medical van, this walking cadaver, she's non-functional, Hassan, but nobody cares. We sober her up for speeches and indulge the press corps with cheap sentiment. The first female president, the last glass ceiling, etc. They trip over themselves, lining up behind her. <clears throat> Surely they know it is not her they're getting. It's the one in the corner, the quiet helper, your sister, Huma. You asked me once how I did it. How did I take the castle, Hassan? I didn't take it, 
they gave it to me. Yes, there was a cost, I will admit, subjecting myself to Anthony Weiner and William Jefferson Clinton is mortal torture, but I do it gladly, brother. Everything they ask of me, however sick and depraved, I do it and I smile, rejoicing at the thought of whose glory I serve. Trust me, my friends, the glory she's talking about is not necessarily the same glory you might be thinking about when you think about serving a deity in glory. <clears throat> just just saying, my friends. And there you go. Okay. Links of interest. Twelve of them, my friends. Yeah, I know. I cut out a lot of stuff, so I'm actually getting to the links of interest a little earlier than I normally would have. But that's all right. I can spend the time on the links of interest now. Number 12. Obama is asked, <clears throat> can you imagine how you would feel standing on the steps of the Capitol, having to hand over the power and watch him, that would be Trump, put his hand on that Bible and become your successor, end quote? Yeah. Interesting response, my friends. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You got to get the newsletter and find the links of interest here, you know, but it, it was a very interesting response. Number 11. Always interesting to read what the enemies of America have to say about America. Yep, from the Al Jazeera <clears throat> News Network, we have the headline, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump rallies. Yeah, very interesting, my friends. Very. Number 10, they hate it when the Facts are presented. See the pro-Trump ad featuring Michelle Obama that Hillary's campaign is suing to have taken off the air. Oh, great ad, my friends. Again, this is radio, and I can't show it to you, but um, you can see it, my friends, if you know what to look for. Number nine. Remember the stories of wheelbarrows full of cash to buy a loaf of bread during the Great Depression? Well, I've been telling you at every chance I get, my friends, about what's happening in the socialist state of Venezuela. And uh, that's what's happening down there now. Not wheelbarrows, but instead of counting piles of cash, well, Venezuelan merchants are just weighing them. Oh, that's enough weight there. That's probably enough money. And just taking it. Instead of counting the piles of cash. Just put on a meat uh, you know, scale or something like that and weigh it. That's how bad it has become. So especially to all those socialists that say, Well if Trump wins, I'm moving to Canada. Why don't you go to a real socialist country like Venezuela? Number eight <clears throat> Opioid epidemic, big pharmacy in Congress and the DEA. Mm -hmm. Congress would rather protect the profits of pharmaceutical companies than the health of those addicted to dangerous opioid drugs, says a 
former head of the DEA responsible for preventing abuse of medications. Yeah, my friends, it's part of that insane war on drugs. What can I say? Number seven, she participated in a cooking circle and the feds stepped in to entrap her. Yep. Single mother facing prison for selling a serving of a dish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the the, the uh, prosecutor who's prosecuting says, I don't write the laws. I just enforce them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Going to put a, a single mother in prison for years because she sold a single serving of a food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six, from the surprise, surprise, surprise department, breaking news, Trump accuser paid fifth, wait, no, $500,000 to lie about, well, lie for Hillary, not lie about Hillary, lie for Hillary. Uh-huh. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, when all these people came out remembering being molested or manhandled by Trump decades ago, I was real suspicious, and now we're finding this out. One of them, being confirmed, paid half a million bucks to state a story that didn't happen. Number five, Bill Clinton says, I never felt sorrier for anybody than Melina Trump because she's married to a man who abuses women. Wow. Talk about living in denial, not just swimming in it. (laughs) Number four, Department of Homeland Security chairman officially indicts Hillary Clinton of treason. Well, yeah. But it's an indictment without any teeth whatsoever, my friends. And finally, number three, did you notice how that big crowd, uh, big with quotes around that, those words, big crowd of almost 10,000 on Friday night was talked about and talked about and talked about at the Hillary campaign rally where she had Beyonce and Jay-Z Well, ever wonder why it was talked about and talked about so much? Well, because it's the first one, my friends. This is what it looks most of the time. And it's a story talking about how Coward Hillary canceled a public speech due to the crowd chanting, lock her up. So instead of getting out of her vehicle and facing that crowd chanting, lock her up, she just kept on had him kept on driving and just canceled the event. Mm-hmm. Number two, again, too late to do anything about it except not let her in. Obama notified six different times that Hillary changed email address, which means he lied. <laughs> again, surprise, surprise, surprise. And finally, number one, remember the Khan family? You know, the Muslim Brotherhood supporter that Hillary had speak at the DNC convention? Well, more proof of the corruption at the highest levels as we're seeing another payoff. 
This shows that the Clinton Foundation deposited 375 grand into the Khan's family account. Yeah, so much for this guy speaking sincerely from the heart at the DNC convention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> okay. Critical thinking segment. FBI opens and closes 650,000 emails in record time. Well, 650,000, if you spent three minutes nonstop with no breaks, um, that would mean 1,950,000 minutes or 32,500 hours or 1,354 days. But if you broke it up among 10 agents working 10 in a shift 24-7, that'd drop it down to 135 days. If you had 300 agents, 100 per shift 24-7, that'd be 13 and a half days. So seriously, are we to believe that 300 agents, you know, 100 agents shift, no, no breaks, 14, almost 14 days straight around the clock, three minutes per email, when they got it done in less than a week? Well, there are those who say, but Edward Snowden says, or this other person says, blah, 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 and talk about how the entire search could be reduced to 90 minutes tops on an old laptop. Okay, that begs several questions. What took them over a week then? And why did they take over a year and a half to go through less than 10% of that number in the first investigation? Hmm... You see, this is what happens when your humble observer observes that they aren't making sense. They're not being consistent, you see, because that's what it's like. Hmm, what the heck is going on here? And that's why I say the fix is in, because it really is. And we're the suckas. The dupes, the patsies. So what are you going to do about it? Hmm? Again, watch, pay attention, don't let them defraud you. Unfortunately, I'm in a state where, where it's fraud by mail. There's not very much I can do about it, you know, because uh, it's all done fraud by mail. And I'm sure that the assisted living places across the street from me with about 100, 125 uh, residents in there, I wonder how many of that 125 residents have been voted for without their knowledge. Because a lot of them are suffering from severe dementia. Hmm. Yeah, just something to think about. What can I say? <clears throat> okay. When we come back from the upcoming break, we'll have another edition of the Roy School of Guerrilla Lawfare. So don't you go anywhere. You're listening to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network, and we will be right back.
just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Since the beginning of the United States, Kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. My name is M. Roy Ben Shadler, your host, constitutional counselor, and still all around pain in the rear end to bureaucrats and petty thugs all over. My friends, I spent a lot of time today in one way or another talking either about or a result of the FBI. And the result 
uh, of most of what I've talked about is my new definition of them. I used to call them FBI standing for friendly but ignorant. No longer, my friends. We have been now proven, proven, my friends, that FBI really stands for favoritism before integrity. That's absolutely the case, my friends. Even when they've done some things right, and boy, that's that's like a really, you know, done some things right, uh-huh, really, seriously, there's still its favoritism before integrity, and I'm going to talk about one of those things right now. There's been these investigations going around, obviously, and that's what I'm going to spend the law school segment on, is talking about some of this here. There's been these investigations. Most of them, it's like, oh, we didn't see anything, or I read my suicide note, and I want to continue to live, so I'm not going to do anything to go after Hillary. But there's been other investigations, and one of them was an investigation into Donald Trump. Bet you didn't think very much about this one, my friends, because it went so back burner and shrillery instead continued to crow and crow about Donald's links to the Russians over and over and over again. Well, got a little news for you here, my friends. <laughs> for much of the summer, unlike their little fiasco of you know, spending only eight days or seven-ish days going over 650,000 emails, uh-huh, where they took a year and a half to go over less than 10% of the, that number of emails. Well, for much of the summer, in case you didn't know, the FBI pursued a widening investigation into the Russian role in the American presidential campaign. Agents scrutinized advisors close to Donald Trump, looked for financial connections with Russian financial figures, searched for those involved in hacking the computers of Democrats, and even chased the lead, which they ultimately came to doubt, about a possible secret channel of email communication from the Trump organization to a Russian bank. Remember that, my friends. They ultimately came to doubt that very thing. <clears throat> Law enforcement officials say that none of the investigations so far have found any conclusive or direct link between Mr. Trump and the Russian government. And even the hacking into the Democratic emails, FBI and intelligent officials now believe was aimed at disrupting the presidential election rather than electing Mr. Trump. Keep that in mind, my friends, because how has shrillery been portraying the whole thing? They're interfering in our democracy. Never, never acknowledging, oh, gee whiz, but what about the emails themselves? And the willing and complicit press has 
has never gone to task. Yes, yes, but yes, Miss Secretary Clinton. What about the emails? You know, uh, so so they've been hacked. But what about what they say? Hmm. Notice no one has gone about that. But I digress. <clears throat> Hillary Clinton supporters angry over what they regard as a lack of scrutiny of Mr. Trump by law enforcement officials pushed for these investigations. In recent days, they've also demanded that James B. Comey, the director of the FBI, discuss them publicly, as he did last week when he announced that a new batch of emails, possibly connected to Mrs. Clinton, had been discovered. Supporters of Mrs. Clinton have argued that Mr. Trump's evident affinity for Russian President Vladimir Putin, Mr. Trump has called him a great leader and echoed his policies toward NATO, Ukraine, and the war in Syria. And the hacks of leading Democrats like John Podesta, the chairman of the Clinton campaign, are clearly indications that Russia has taken sides in the presidential race and that voters should know what the FBI has found. Well, the FBI inquiries into Russia's possible role continue, as does the investigation in the emails involving Ms. Clinton's top aide, Huma Abedin, on a computer she shared, or, or, or actually I should say now that... Uh, uh, since this article has been written, it's that's concluded, and they found nothing there as far as that goes. Of course, nothing to see here. Move along, right? But anyway, Clinton supporters argue that voters have as much right to know what the FBI has found in Mr. Trump's case, even if findings are not yet conclusive. Quote, <clears throat> you do not hear the director talking about any other investigation he's involved in. Representative Gregory W. Meeks, Democrat of New York, said after Mr. Comey's letter to the Congress made public, say, stating further, is he investigating the Trump Foundation? Is he looking into the Russians hacking into all of our emails? Is he looking into deciding what's going on with regards to other allegations of the Trump Organization? End quote. Well, Mr. Comey would not even confirm the existence of any investigation of Mr. Trump's aides when asked during an appearance in September before Congress in the B.O. administration's internal deliberations over identifying the Russians as the source of the hacks. Mr. Comey also argued against doing so and succeeded in keeping the FBI's impromptu off the formal findings, a law enforcement official said. His stance was first reported by CNBC. Senator Harry Reid, you remember Senator Harry Reid? You know, remember during uh, uh, the last uh, presidential election, Senator Harry Reid with his friend, his friend who said, oh, and by the way, Mitt Romney doesn't pay any taxes. And instead of Questioning Harry Reid, well, how do you know this? And how would you know this um, as a senator? How would you know this? Instead of going to Harry Reid, how would you know these things? They instead came to Mitt Romney. Why aren't you paying taxes? Yeah. Well, Harry Reid, the minority leader, responded angrily on Sunday with a letter accusing the FBI of not being forthcoming about Mr. Trump's alleged ties with Moscow, saying, quote, it has become clear that you possess explosive information about close ties and coordination between Donald Trump, 
his top advisors, and the Russian government, a foreign interest openly hostile to the United States, which Trump praises at every opportunity. The public has a right to know this information, end quote. That's what Mr. Reid wrote. Well, FBI, notice there, notice what he says. It's become clear. Oh, really? How's it become clear? Mr. Reid, explain that one. You know, that's, that's the thing. You see, if I was a reporter, that's what I'd be doing. i said, Mr. Reid, please explain yourself. How's it clear? But no. That's why I wouldn't be a good reporter, because I'd end up dead <laughs> for asking questions like that. <clears throat> well, FBI officials declined to comment. Intelligent officials have said that in interviews over the last six weeks that apparent connections between some of Mr. Trump's aides and Moscow originally compelled them to open a broad investigation in the possible links between the Russian government and the Republican presidential candidate. Still, they have said that Mr. Trump himself has not become a target, and no evidence has emerged that would link him or anyone else. That's a very important thing. Link him or anyone else in his businesses or political circle directly to Russians' election operations. Ah, now that's interesting language, my friends. Link him to Russia's election operations. Hmm. It's amazing, these little tidbits that they let fall from their lips, my friends. At least one part of the investigation has involved Paul Manafort, Mr. Trump's campaign chairman for much of the year. Mr. Manafort, a veteran Republican political strategist, has had extensive business ties in Russia and other former Soviet states, especially Ukraine, where he serves as an advisor to that country's outspoken president, Viktor Yanukovych. But the Focus in that case was on Mr. Manafort's ties with a kleptocratic government in Ukraine and whether he had declared the income in that in the United States and not necessarily on any Russian influence over Mr. Trump's campaign, one official said. In classified sessions in August and September, Intelligence officials also briefed congressional leaders on the possibility of financial ties between Russians and people connected to Mr. Trump. They focused particular attention on what cyber experts said appeared to be a mysterious computer back channel between the Trump Organization and the Alpha Bank, which is one of Russia's biggest banks and whose owners have long-standing ties with Mr. Putin. FBI officials spent weeks examining computer data showing an odd stream of activity to a Trump Organization server and Alpha Bank. Computer logs obtained by the New York Times show that two servers at Alpha Bank sent more than 2,700 lookup messages, a first step for one system's computers to talk to another to a Trump-connected server beginning in the spring. But the FBI ultimately concluded that there could be an innocuous explanation, like a marketing email or spam for the computer contacts. At, 
uh, my friends, what can I say? If we are to believe that Hillary just accidentally deleted 30,000 emails, you know, press the delete button accidentally 30,000 times, well, what about 2,700 lookup messages? Hmm? You know, is that in the realm of possibility? I mean, if we're going to accept that she just accidentally deleted them, well, were these just possible spam? You know, what can I say? The most serious part of the FBI's investigation is focused on the computer hacks that the Obama administration now formally blames on Russia. That investigation also involves numerous officials from the intelligence agencies. Investigators, the officials said, have become increasingly confident based on the evidence that they have uncovered that Russia's direct goal is not to support the election of Mr. Trump, as many Democrats have asserted, but rather to disrupt the integrity of the political system and undermine America's standing in the world more broadly. Full stop, my friends. Why is this a big deal? Well, quite simply, because all elections are local. You have your local precincts. And if you aren't smelling the rat here, that this is a prelude to bringing federal control over your local elections, then you have not been paying attention, my friends, because that's where this is going. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, Okay, I did it. Yes, right. There we go. Yes, right. The hacking, they said reflected an intensification of spy versus spy operations that never entirely abated after the Cold War, but have become more aggressive in recent years as revelation or, or relations with Mr. Putin's Russia have soured. A senior intelligence officials who, like the others, spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss a continuing national security investigation, said the Russians have become adept at exploiting computer vulnerabilities created by the relative openness of and reliance on the Internet. Uh, there's other one other thing that they're not bringing up here, my friends, how uh, B.O. just gave away the domain name control of the Internet over to the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Well, election officials in several states have reported what appeared to be cyber intrusions from Russia. And while many doubt that an Election Day hack could alter the outcome of the election, FBI agencies across the government are on alert for potential disruptions that could wreak havoc with the voting process itself. Quote, it isn't about the election, a senior official said, referring to the aims of Russia's interference. It's about a threat to democracy, end quote. Mm-hmm. The investigation has treated it as a counterintelligence operation as much as a criminal one, though agents are also focusing on whether anyone in the United States was involved. 
The officials declined to discuss any individual targets of the investigation, even when assured of anonymity, as has been the case with the investigation into Mrs. Clinton. The FBI has come under intense partisan political pressure, something the Bureau's leaders have long sought to avoid. <laughs> Says they've been long seeking to avoid it, my friends, but from my point of view, my humble point of view, it seems that they've actually been relishing it, enjoying it, wanting it, my friends, not avoiding it. Which is why I say, you know, their new name, no longer friendly but ignorant, it's now favoritism before integrity. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, supporters of both Mrs. Clinton and Mr. Trump have been equally impassioned in calling for investigations and even in providing leads for investigators to follow. Mr. Reid, in a letter to Mr. Comey in August, asserted that Mr. Trump's campaign has, quote, employed a number of individuals with significant and disturbing ties to the Russia and the Kremlin, end quote. Now, Mr. Reid cited no evidence and offered no names explicitly, but he clearly referred to one of Mr. Trump's earlier campaign advisors, Carter Page. Mr. Page, a former Merrill Lynch banker who founded an investment company in New York, Global Energy Capital, drew attention during the summer for a speech in which he criticized the United States and other Western nations for a, quote, hypocritical focus on ideas such as democratization, inequality, corruption, and regime change in Russia and other parts of the former Soviet Union. Mr. Page responded with his own letter to Mr. Comey, denying wrongdoing and calling Mr. Reed's accusations a witch hunt. In an interview, he said that he had never been contacted by the FBI, and the accusations were baseless and purely partisan because of his policy views on Russia, saying, quote, these people really seem to be grasping at straws, end quote. Democrats have also accused Another Republican strategist and Trump confident, Roger Stone, of being a conduit between the Russian hackers and WikiLeaks, which has published emails of the DNC and Mr. Podesta, the Clinton campaign manager. Mr. Stone boasted of having contacts with the WikiLeaks founder, Julian Assange, and appeared to predict the hacking of Mr. Podesta. To Podesta's account, though he later denied having any prior knowledge. Mr. Stone derided the accusations and those raised by Michael J. Morrill, a former CIA director and a Clinton supporter who has called Trump, quote, an unwitting agent of the Russian Federation, end quote, in an article on the conservative news site Breitbart. Mr. Stone denied having leaks to Russia and called the accusations, quote, the new McCarthyism, end quote. Now, my friends, 
I deliberately did not tell you where this article came from because I wanted to present it to you, albeit with some of my minor interruptions to put some uh, perspective on certain things, which I did, but I did not want the source to color your perception of what was said. But now that it's over, I want you to think about what you've just heard here for the last 20 some odd minutes and think that this came from the New York Times. Yeah, I can hear some of you out there gasping right now. OMG, and I'm right there with you. It's really amazing. Every now and then, last week, I presented to you that um, uh, revocation of of sponsorship, not sponsorship, uh, revocation, endorsement, there we go, that revocation of endorsement of Hillary by the Chicago uh, newspaper that I kept reading in and going, I'm on a spoof site. This is a spoof site. This is a parody. But no, it really was the Chicago paper revoking its endorsement of Hillary. And now we have this from the New York Times, which is actually did a fairly good job of representing the points accurately, at least without uh, any super, super heavy bias, which is, again, why I deliberately didn't tell you where it was from, because I wanted you to listen to it. So there is that ancient Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. And we certainly are experiencing that curse right now. The times are get really interesting. So hunker down, my friends. It's going to get real bumpy. If you look at simply the number of people that come hours and hours and hours to see Trump and fill up stadiums, fill up hangars, fill up fields, you know, 10, 15, 25,000 or more at a crack. And at out-of-the-way places even doing that. And then you look at Hillary's rallies where she barely manages two or 300. And those are the large crowds. And we've even noticed a few... <coughs> excuse me, a few of the crowds seem to have been digitally created. If we simply go by that, oh my goodness, it's going to be an absolute landslide. I mean, it's going to make Reagan's victories look small by comparison. If you was to go simply by that, I don't know. I, I'm not going to predict one way or another. I'm just going to say one thing absolutely certain. If it is announced either sometime tomorrow night or sometime early Wednesday morning that Hillary was the winner, the only way that happened is because of massive fraud. 
That's the only way it happened. But it better be, if it's an election for Trump, it better be a massive, massive landslide just overcome the massive voter fraud. So we'll see. We'll see. That's all I can say, my friends. It's going to be real interesting. And this is one election that I've not been looking forward to at all. See, we put up with eight years now of B.O. and company. Do you really want four more years of double down same? (laughs) And don't forget it, my friends. It is going to be exactly like it was before. Remember when it was Bill running for presidency? You're getting a two for one. It's going to be the exact same thing again. You're getting two for the price of one. We'll have a registered sex offender in the White House. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Really? Seriously? Is that what we want? Well, that wraps up, essentially. At least I think I hear the music. Maybe I... No, okay, I guess I, I, guess I didn't. Uh, <sighs> I'm just sitting here in awe, my friends. I don't know what to say. It's just really that bad that we have. That's what America has sunk to. And if I had known that I was going to have this much time, I would have brought up that wonderful poem, A Visitor from the Past, because that's what we're looking at. Okay, until next week, unless the creek rises or they come and take me away again, My fellow Americans, keep your powder dry. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement.
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preserved or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
morning, folks, and welcome once again to another edition of the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. I am Pastor Anthony Garissi, back on the air after two weeks of being off. We've been up in Oregon, and uh, we had a wonderful time up there at the Old Paths Historic Baptist Church in Tualatin, Oregon. So if you folks were up there in the Oregon area, you listeners out there, you missed a wonderful meeting. We had a blast. I believe God worked in the church. And, uh, man, Jason, I got to say, I, I got to see some really cool stuff. And the thing that really thrilled my heart, outside of the fact that God worked, I believe he did do a great work in that church up there. But what really thrilled my heart, I got to see Mount St. Helens. And um, that's just amazing, guys. That is a tribute to the mighty power of God. Um, And the Bible even talks about the mountains being melted with fervent heat in light of the power of God. And I got to see an example of that. And and what's neat about Mount St. Helens, Jason, was the fact that this happened only, what, 30-something years ago. Uh, I think it was 1980 when it blew. And uh, when I see something like that, that gives me hope that we we worship someone that's far more powerful than uh, these people that are trying to run for public office. And um, that's the God I serve. That's the God I love. That's the God I worship. And um, in spite of what will happen tomorrow, I know my God. My God has more power than they do. And there will be a judgment for them as well, as well as the rest of the world. So, folks, take hope. But, man, I got to see some neat things up there, and we got to see God work. We, we hate missing the radio show. And um, from what I hear, Jason, you did a fantastic job, as always. And um, But here we are, back on the air. Glory to God. Uh, you're listening to a show that's dedicated to controversy and conspiracy directly related to Christianity. And, um, and we do all these things from a biblical perspective. We believe that if it's not in the book... Then, um, then it's highly suspect, guys. That book has the answers, and we're talking about the old King James Bible. That book has all the answers for life's problems. From politics to pop culture, man, that book has all the answers. And we try to follow that book in every aspect. And not only do we believe it has all the answers, but we believe it is as relevant, and this may be a little bit redundant, but it is as relevant for the 21st century, every part of that book as it was back when they, those, those, those words were written. And I, and I know that Christians can't seem to grasp that, Jason. You know, Romans 13 doesn't apply to Americans, and Romans 14 doesn't apply to holidays, and Romans such, and, 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 and 1 Timothy 2, that doesn't apply for uh, 21st century Christians in America. That doesn't apply either, and that doesn't apply. And I, that's hog fat, man. That book is relative. It's relevant. It's, it, it's, it's, if we followed it, it will always be right. And that's what we're trying to do on this show is try to um, convince the listeners that there is something worth trusting in. And it's not Hillary, most certainly isn't Trump, and it's not the Constitution of the United States. It's the book. It's the Bible. It always has been. Jason, uh, as always, good to have you on the air. And man, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Excuse me, excuse me. Pastor Jason, good to have you on the air, man. (laughs) It is great to be on the air tonight, of course, as always. Uh, miss you the last two weeks being on the show. I I did take the opportunity, though, Pastor, to make fun of you in various and sundry ways. And I always give out your personal contact info. Do you yeah. ever get a call, people giving you a hard time about not being on the broadcast? Uh, no, I get, uh, well, I get Skype 
um, posts and texts every oh, once good. in a while. But um, so there. Yeah. As, as long as somebody's <laughs> giving you a hard time, <laughs> anyway. That's right. Hey, hey, folks, um, there are a couple of different ways you can interact with this broadcast and other broadcasts on the American Voice Radio Network. Go to uh, theamericanvoice.com. On the left-hand side, you'll see a button there that says chat. Give yourself a super not-so-secret identity and jump in there into that chat room. No, actually, I don't even care if you we, – we don't know who you are. Tree Farmer's in there. I don't know what Tree Farmer's name is, but Tree Farmer participates quite a bit. Uh, I'm in there. Nunya, Frank's in there, and Anthony. Garissi, that's the other guy. He's on there as well. Folks, the uh, chat room is an excellent opportunity to interact with the host during the show. You know, in a live manner, it's pretty exciting, actually. And uh, also, there's some other things on the AmericanVoice.com website that I want to mention while we are doing the introduction here. And and that would be uh, Frank's meme page. If you haven't seen that yet, uh, his meme gallery, it is down a little bit further in that column than the AVRN chat. Just click on that, and it's got some fantastic, uh, funny things about what's going on in the world today. Um, boy, not too much funny coming out lately. My goodness, those Hillary emails are fantastically uh, uh, horrific, ignored. Ma- many of them. <laughs> uh, I don't know how else to describe them. And ignored. That's right. Yeah, and yeah, ignored. and ignored. If, if you have the opportunity to read through and to get a little bit of what's going on with those emails, you really ought to tonight. Hey, and, and this is kind of a shout-out. If we have any people that name the name of Christ that are listening to the broadcast who are thinking of voting for Hillary Clinton, she is for killing babies all the way up to the point of birth, and possibly after we get done with these emails, we're not sure yet, but after that, but... Uh, don't vote for somebody who is for killing babies. That's a really bad thing for a Christian to do. Is that too judgmental to say on the air, Pastor? Well, no, I don't no. care this, anyway. I, this I is not this is not mainstream radio. So, and we're not we're not going to hide where we stand. And 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 they wouldn't want us to anyways. Come on, listeners, you wouldn't want us to hide it. You wouldn't want us to sugarcoat anything. And it's not really sugarcoating. I think anybody with half a brain knows that is any American that loves their own country. Uh, knows that Hillary is the most horrible choice for this nation. You just yeah, there's no way you can. There's no way you can justify her in the office, unless, of course, you're an American hater, which there are a lot coming out of the Bible-believing movement. Jason, I'm oh, hearing apparently. a lot of this uh, hatred for our country because, while well, she's so immoral, she deserves to be judged. No, we know she's going to be judged, but you don't see Paul saying that about Israel. Who? Let's think about this for a moment, guys. Israel said crucify him to our savior and yet you don't see paul going well i'll tell you right now you know she needs to be burned she needs to be no he never said that he just tells us like it is and he loved his country and we love our country we're following the scriptures in everything guys all right he even said that israel was still beloved even after they had crucified the savior so Yes, our country's a mess, but man, I still love the country I live in, and I don't want to see her judged. I want to see her come and be revived. I want to see her come back to Jesus Christ, because at one time, nationally, our nation feared God, and I'd like to see that again. Is it possible? I'm not delusional. I don't think so, but I'm not giving up on her. 
Well, you're not delusional, second. at least in, in that way with what you're saying. Now, most of the yeah. other things in life you are. But uh, let me give some contact info <laughs> real quick. If you, you disagree with Pastor Anthony Garissi, which is there's a high likelihood that you could listen to this broadcast every single week and find something you disagree with, we want to hear from you. You can write Pastor Anthony Garissi, and his email address is pastor at info. Did it, it's changed, correct? All right. Pastor at PaysonFirstBaptistChurch.info, or you can write me at PastorJasonBurton at gmail.com. I just, gave, I just gave a new address, Pastor. Aren't you proud of me? I'm not using the old one anymore. PastorJasonBurton at gmail.com. Also, a couple of things. Go to LordshipChurches.info. We should have a new banner up about Pastor Mike Hoover's meetings down in southern Indiana. Those are happening December 4th. Through the seventh, don't miss them. And uh, I hear that Pastor Anthony Garissi might even make it out. Is that true? Uh, no, no, oh, I don't think so. Well, that was just wishful thinking, I guess. I wasn't but invited. Uh, well, you're invited there, so now okay. you don't have the excuse. <laughs> you have plenty of time. You got a month. Uh, Do you have the anyway. authority to invite me there? That's great. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I don't know. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to stepping on people's toes without asking, so that's just a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So, okay. Let's let's just say it. Janet Reno died. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. And other news. And other news. Listen, man, I'll tell you this. She's got a lot to answer for. She has blood on her hands. We all know oh, it. We actually Are we going to talk about this? Yeah, hey. No. While I'll you're be... on the internet. Well, no, we can talk about it for just a second, right? Um look up these things. Look up Ruby Ridge. Yeah. Look yep. up Waco. Mm -hmm. And look up Ellie and Gonzalez. And those three things right there ought to do it. And that'll tell you what kind of woman Janet Reno was, the first yeah. female attorney general of the United States of America. What a legacy. And if she didn't know Jesus Christ, guys, there's only one end for her. It's pointed on demand once to die, and after this, the judgment. She will be judged. She will be judged justly and without Christ, guys. She will pay for her sins in an eternity in hell. And which is a shame because Jesus Christ paid for her sins and uh, she didn't come to him, which I believe she was one of the first ones, Jason, to put out uh, a terrorist list or a watch list. And yes, she laid those who believe in the second coming of Christ. Yeah, that's right. Uh, conservative Christians were on that list. Yep. Um, and so, you know, here's the deal, though, Pastor. Uh, if, if she would have repented of her sins and turned to Christ in belief that Jesus, uh, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for her sins, and yeah. asked and called upon the Lord to save her, she would have been saved, even right up to the end of her life. Yeah. You know, Paul said he was the chief of sinners, and, uh, and, and he had some pretty bad people that were going around in the Roman Empire at that time. And so mm -hmm. I hope she's not burning in hell. Um, I hope she received Christ as her Savior. Well, it's always possible. When a man and a woman or a woman face eternity on their deathbeds. It takes a lot of arrogance to somehow think you don't need God. Now, could she be so, her conscience be so burned out that she couldn't choose God? Maybe. Yeah, probably Maybe. so. But um, 
who knows? You never know. Uh, there's actually an answer to this, Jason, and it's found in First Timothy chapter 2. The Bible says we're to pray for those that are in authority. We're to pray for those that, uh, for kings, all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And then he says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. So his, his, what he's willing to see is Janet Reno come to Christ. But if she rejected Christ, I just, that's too bad. It's too bad. She will be judged, and she will face an eternity in hell, based on everything we know of Janet Reno. Okay, here's the biggest thing, though, Jason, that that I, I, is on everybody's mind, I'm sure. It has to be. If you live in America, this has to be on your mind. You can't, you can't pretend like this isn't going to happen, guys. Tomorrow What's is that, election Pastor? day. Tomorrow is? is election day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right? Okay. And, and, and people are going to vote. And maybe there's going to be fraud. Maybe there will not be. But there will be a choice at the end of the day. And it'll either be Donald Trump or it'll be Hillary. There's no third choice there, guys. You're smoking marijuana if you think there is a third choice. There never has hey, was, been a third choice. Was that All a right? very thinly veiled reference to Gary Johnson right there? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, and Prop 205 in Arizona. But here's the thing, guys. It's going to happen tomorrow. A choice will be made, and we will spend, We will, We will. will have to endure another four years, and it will either be Trump or it will be Hillary. And um, anybody who loves America is just a little bit nervous, all right, and just a little bit nervous. And um, so let's look at it from a biblical perspective. First and foremost, should a Christian go out and vote? I mean, should you go out and vote? Should you even waste your time? Now, I know in the previous elections, a lot of folks I know said, I'm not even voting. I'm not even going out. Fine. Fine. That's fine. I'm not going to give you a hard time about it. Because of the fact that we live in America, it is still a choice. Unlike living in the Roman days of the Roman Empire with the Apostle Paul, and when he penned the scriptures, there wasn't any choice. Caesar just became Caesar, and whoever the governors were, were they were appointed by Caesar, and that's just how the cow ate the cabbage, all right? It is, well, and, and it, it is a choice. Yeah, it's a choice, Pastor. I just I don't understand why somebody would choose not to. Yeah. Because the Bible does tell, tell, uh, tell us to, you know, stand against the evil of our day. Sure. It tells, you know, the Bible is very clear that we are not to... Uh, we, it's a spiritual battle for us, sure, but we ought to get out there and vote. I don't see any reason not to. Um, yeah. Here's a question for you, and maybe you can answer me this. We're talking about the election today, so this is a an apropos question. But uh, how come there are groups such as maybe the Amish who don't vote? I don't. I'm not sure if the Amish vote or not, but people that yeah. call themselves Christians that as a group don't vote. I I wonder about that. Maybe because they don't want to get involved in the things of the world. But the fact is we live in the world, and so we do want to have a say for the stand in righteousness. And in America, we can still vote. Yeah. And even if there's a great election fraud, we still, I mean, that makes it even more incumbent upon us to vote for somebody that doesn't enjoy the killing of children up to the very point of birth. I, I don't get it. I don't know why people would not vote. Well, maybe it's just because you and I are just young and naive, because Young, well, and, not so much anymore. <laughs> I know, Mister Forty, but um, hey, hey. I, <laughs> um, I'm 39. I, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, you know what? Jack Benny held on to that for like 20 years. No, Nobody really ever knew am. how old he was. Do not prematurely age me, please. <laughs> I, I'm just not. I'm just naive enough to think that I need to vote. I want to vote. I want to go out there. I'm. I don't even like to vote early, Jason. I'll get in the lines. 
I got to work yeah. a whole day tomorrow, and I'm going to rush over to the Presbyterian Church, get in line, and I'm going to put my voice in. And um, and 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 you say, well, I don't think your vote's going to count. I don't care what you think. I'm still going to do it. Um, I want to. You're speak in out a swing state Hillary. too. I that know. Is, that's actually that could make a difference. Um, Arizona yeah. is actually in the. They say it's in the purple column this year, and so. Uh, yeah, you're in a state where voting makes a difference. I, I'm pretty sure Indiana is firmly going to vote Trump, um, but that still does not abrogate me of the responsibility to get out and to vote and to, yeah. uh, and more importantly, to to take a stand for righteousness through my vote. Yep, and that's – look, okay, Hillary is literally everything that our country was not founded on. I mean, there is not one ounce of Hillary that's right. No, she's a not killer, one. guys. She's untouchable. Yeah. She's a killer. We know she's a killer. She has blood on her hands. The State Department doesn't want to touch her, and conveniently they said it'll take at least five years to go through 31,000 emails of her. Well, that's convenient. Yeah, five it takes years us through the next election. It. Yeah, you know, by the time she decides to run a second, uh, a second term, you know, they'll finally be done. But we know that'll never happen. That right. will never happen. All right? She's she's a killer. Her husband's a killer. And they've always been. She's filthy. She's vile. She does not qualify for the position just on her gender alone. Now, I know that's going to make the feminist mad on this, uh, uh, that listen to our show, if we had any that listen to our show. But just on her gender alone, I don't give a rip what you think about that. Trump's more qualified than she is on the fact that he's a man. Um, I don't care if he wears a toupee. He's still a man. He he is more qualified than she is just on that subject alone, but on everything else. And she has made it clear. If you know what the clear evil is, then you must stand against that clear evil. And it won't work by voting for Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson is just as bad as she is. Only he's, you know, his attitude is, hey, everybody do whatever you want. <laughs> you know? Well, whatever you decide, whatever makes you feel better. Uh, New Mexico, whatever makes you feel happy, that's fine by me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> killing babies. If you choose to kill babies, that's the choice of the state. Uh, hello? No, man. No, that's still wrong. I don't care if the state chose it independently. Someone needs to stop that. Well, then you're not for yeah, state's absolutely. rights. No, guys, murder is still wrong. It always has been wrong. Well, you know, as long as we're just, you know, uphold the, uh, come on, man, we got to use our heads. Use the Bible, actually. Use the Bible. The Bible is the final authority. So, okay, then the argument comes up next, Jason, and you know, you know where we're going on this one. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils, because <laughs> right. that's not biblical. I actually heard somebody tell me that. That's not in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Sure I, I said it last year, or the, I said it the last term, when, uh, or the last election when Obama ran. I said it when the last election for, I think it was Congress or Senate. I can't remember. I've said it every time. Yes, it is in the Bible, and when you get out of the will of God, God actually put it on David. Out of the will of God, he put it on him, and he said, you've got three choices. None of them are really good, but you get to choose. Now choose. And David said, guess what? I don't want to fall in the hands of men. He made a choice, and it was the lesser of two evils. It's there, guys. He said, well, I don't want to do it. Fine, don't. But don't tell me it's not in the scriptures. I mean, don't yeah. even pull it. And, and anyway, the passage sorry, we're referring to, of course, is in Second Samuel 24. Yep. where David is, is made to make a decision. He numbered the people, and God did not want him to number the people. And Violet so there was God's a punishment word. coming down. 
So Gad came to David and told him and said unto him, Shall seven years of famine come unto thee in thy land? Or wilt thou flee three months before thine enemies while they pursue thee? Or that there shall be three days pestilence in thy land? Now advise and see what answer I shall return to them that sent me. And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hand of man. He didn't really have a good option except doing what God told him to do to begin with, but he couldn't go back and and undo that. Um, And these are the the choices that God gave him. He had to make a choice. We have two choices. I mean, if you want to count... Gary, what's his name? The libertarian <laughs> pot smoker. Um, yeah, that's fine. You can count him, but he's not even a real libertarian. I mean, right. come on. So basically, we have two choices in our land today, and they're, neither one of them are particularly good. I'm not excited about voting for Donald Trump. I'm really excited to be able to vote against Hillary, and that's and you say, well, that's a compromise right there. No, it's the choices that we have. Get real, people. Come on. Or you just don't vote. In David's case, he didn't a get choice. a choice to not vote. <laughs> he, he had to make a choice. And he finally said, let me not fall into the hand of man. So, And, and one of the three was going to happen. He just chose not to fall in the hand of man. It was a lesser right. evils. Now, here's how the Christian thinks. Because, man, I yeah, I've... I'm not going to say I've been around the block, Jason, but I've served the Lord long enough. I've watched how Christians argue things, and man, we can argue for our position any day of the week. And that's how they think, Jason. They do this. Well, that's Old Testament that doesn't apply to New Testament. I mean, and, and, this, and oh, while they're saying it, they'll go back to the Old Testament to justify so many other things that they're doing. But, you know, they'll cut the Bible up when it goes against what they're standing for. Oh, well, I don't believe any Christian could vote. Okay, fine. But don't tell me there's no such thing as a lesser of two evils. It's there. It's always been there. You just choose not to accept it. Sometimes hey, we don't have a very good choice to make, but we right. have to make a choice. And yeah. even not voting is a choice that you are making. And so don't wow. tell me that, uh, well, not voting is, it, well, that could be evil, because then you're withholding a vote that could keep the worst person that has ever run for president out of office. I think I'm making my decision right now as to who I'm going to vote for, Pastor. Oh. This is amazing. Hey, this is to real me, radio, folks. <laughs> to, to me, it's, I just, and I'm, I'm not ridiculing anybody, guys. You don't want to vote, fine. If you want to give your vote to the illegal aliens and the Syrian refugees, which, remember, Obama is actually encouraging that, then give it to them and don't do anything. Fine. I'm not going to take that choice away from you. I'm not going to give you a hard time. But, man, don't you dare ridicule me for compromise. Because I don't want to let the the Syrian refugees to get all my votes. I'm going to give a vote out there. I got a question then. Go for it. All right. So I'm going to try to play the other side of this thing right here. How could you you vote for a man who is as wicked as Donald Trump is and self-admittedly wicked? Look at the things that he has done throughout his life. He's been all about money and all about self-promotion. How could you vote for that person? Well, I would vote for him because I'm voting against another individual. And um, I would start with the lesser of two evils. But a lot of the things that he's standing on, Jason, I actually want to see in this country. All right. Uh, Even though our Republican Party does not want to see it, I do want to see a wall on the border. He said he wants to put a wall on the border. And this is an opportunity to put him in office so someone will do it. Um, I'd say, yeah, I would do it. So blame uh, the other side still. Yeah. I know. I the other side 
side still here, but uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to go into debate mode here. Do it, um, do it. All right. Well, it sounds like to me that you're just justifying your choice. In other words, you are try- you're trying to tell me that doing something bad, which is voting for Donald Trump, out of that, you're trying to do something good. Isn't that just situation ethics? Um, well, I'm going to go to the Bible on this, all right? And, and this is my example will be John the Baptist and his interaction with Herod. When Herod took Herodias, uh, which was his brother's wife, and of course, we know that however he got her, it most certainly wasn't ethical. All right. He took her and John the Baptist, being the greatest born among women, called him out for what he was. He said, what you're doing is lawful, but he unlawful, excuse me. But he didn't call out the uh, the dethroning of Herod. He just merely pointed out his sin. All right. Now, maybe he wouldn't have had much of an option to call out for it. But in those days, Jason, there were zealots all over the place. Jesus Christ did not align himself up with the zealots. John the Baptist didn't align himself up with the zealots. John John the Baptist called it for what it was. All right, I hear the music for the first first half of the broadcast is already over in the fastest hour on radio. So, folks, stay tuned through this break. We'll be right back. Jump into that chat room, theamericanvoice.com, and tell us how much you disagree with us. We love that, by the way. Stay tuned through the break. We'll be right back.
to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I wish it was Preacher, tell me love. 
Contenders for the Faith Radio Broadcast. I'm Pastor Jason Burton in Union City, Indiana, and of course, in the big squeaky chair, flanked by the Cedars of Lebanon with the Library of Alexandria at his fingertips, the only mega church pastor in Payson, Arizona, the pastor of Payson, First Baptist Church, Anthony Garissi. Not to be confused with First Southern Baptist Church. Actually, had a brother. That doesn't exist us. anymore, does it? No, it doesn't. But there is a Southern Baptist in Star Valley. They just took the name Baptist off, but they are still affiliated with the Southern Baptist Church. People see First Baptist and they think, oh, they must be Southern Baptist. We couldn't be further from that, guys. I mean, we are just, we are as far away from Southern Baptist as you can possibly get. Um, for one thing, we actually stand on the old King James Bible. We believe it's the perfect Word of God. I know we're crazy enough to believe it. Amen. I don't know why it bothers people, but it does, and we do. I concur. Yeah, amen. A guy came by yesterday. Yep. He came in, and he said, um, I, I, he said, I passed through your town many a time, and I saw the church. I just automatically assumed it was Southern Baptist. And then he said, when I came in today, and he said, you're giving the announcements that you're going to go street preaching. He said, oh, man, we are not in a Southern Baptist church, not even close. <laughs> and that guy went out with us, and, man, we we had, a, I mean, kin, kindred spirits there, man. It was wonderful. I actually let him do amen. some preaching. So it's... Um, Made some friends there, but uh, he's, look, guys, we're not even we're we're in, we're southwestern Baptist, I guess you could say. Um, but we are actually, as far as we know, Jason, and I know this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but as far as I know, we are the first independent Baptist church in the state of Arizona, the first independent Baptist. Now there might be some contesting to that, but I don't think so. I think we got it, and. Um, that doesn't matter in eternity, but, you know, it's just kind of cool to think about. And um, Well, it is. You guys are truly yeah. historic Baptists then. And know, that really, that's what we've been calling ourselves anyway, is because we just believe the book. Imagine that. Think about that in the day in which we live. We have a final authority in the King James Bible, our final authority for all matters of faith and practice. What a blessed thing that is uh, that we can count on, that we can refer to. You know, that's what's interesting, Pastor, is that uh, those who hold to the King James Bible, we have something that we can uh, we can uh, uh, refer to when we're having our doctrinal discussions. I mean, iron sharpeneth iron, and we've got a firm foundation on the King James Bible, and I praise the Lord for that. And uh, and like, old, what was the what was the preacher's name? Mickey Carter. He said, "Things that are different are not the same." Yep. If you've got one of the new versions of the Bible, there are many verses that have been taken out or twisted and perverted, and you ought to return to the old King James Bible. You say, "But my kids won't be able to memorize it." Hey, Pastor, I've got six kids that do okay. Yep. <laughs> with oh, memorizing yeah. the James Bible. And uh, besides that, what is a portico? Oh, a what? What's a portico? I know what a port-a-john is. Well, um, you know what a porch is, right? 
I know I port. Yeah, that's the you know ships come into it. Um, something you charge your phone no. with. Oh, um, a porch. Oh, like porch. Oh, oh, on oh, the I rocking, rocking chair. Yes, porch. <laughs> now the King James Bible at one point uses the word porch, and that has been updated and made more understandable in the NIV with the word portico. So there you go. <laughs> I thought it was a uh, conservative website. <laughs> oh, that's Portico. Hey, that would me. be a pretty good one, Portico. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go register that domain right now. That's fast, it, fantastic. Just as soon as I get done reading all of the uh, WikiLeaks emails. Uh, oh, well, that'll take a while. But uh, hey, I've got Bye. that page up. I'm actually going through. They just dropped another email drop. And uh, I don't know. I'm looking for interesting subject lines, but uh, most of it's pretty boring, actually. Um, let's see. Just be careful. Forty explicit stuff in there too. Well, I'm not going to click on any of the uh, attachments or anything like that. But you're right. But what <laughs> if I discover the thing and uh, yeah. that brings Hillary down? That'd be just fantastic. You anyway, you that. you keep doing the show. I'm just going to look through WikiLeaks emails. Wasn't it um, Stephanopoulos that brought Clinton down and exposed him for the Monica Lewinsky scandal? I think no, it was wasn't Stephanopoulos. Steph- wasn't no, it? Stephanopoulos. He was the he was like their uh, a spokesperson. Uh, so, um, I, for some reason, I thought it was him. Now, somebody, whoever's listening, just put it in the chat room, and uh, you can let us know who it was yeah, that brought him down. Because Jason Burton plans to be the one to bring Hillary down. I'm, and, I'm uh, working on it right now. I'm working. So, on it. okay, let me answer that question. You 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 were playing the devil's advocate in the first half of the broadcast, and you had um, you. You had asked about um, how I could morally justify voting for um, <clears throat> Donald Trump. Now, I'm not trying to evade Yeah, you wish it reprobate. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm not trying to evade the question. What I'm trying to do is just apply the Bible. Always uh-huh. apply the Bible to everything. It's not a cop-out. It's just doing what I claim to be, a Bible believer believing the book. Now, if you go to Mark chapter 6, you hear the whole story of John the Baptist. You find out about the greatest man born among women. I think everybody remembers Jesus saying that about John the Baptist. But anyway, the Absolutely. scriptures teach that um, uh, when Herod heard thereof in John or Mark six sixteen, he said, "It is John whom I beheaded." Or excuse me, yeah, whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias's sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, now watch this, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. John did not call for the removal of him, didn't call for revolution, didn't line up with any zealots. He called him out for what he was. Therefore Herodias, that's the woman, had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. She screamed off with his head, you know, yeah, it's a familiar story. And, um, but Herod feared John, and he feared the people knowing that he was a just man and holy and observed him. And when he heard, heard him, he did many things. And the Bible says that Herod heard him gladly. All right. There's a respect there. Now, here's an, and I don't want to get too distracted, but there's a respect here that a man could appreciate. All right. Herodias, she wasn't bamboozled at all. And the thing about the women is uh, the reason why God didn't want them in, in office is because they can become so emotional. They can overlook doing their job. You know, self or not self pity, but pity for murderers, and and we see that a lot. And at the same time, the women can go the other side, like Jezebel, and become so cold hearted that there's no common sense left in them. Now, ladies, you don't have to sit there and agree with me. It's just the way the Bible describes it. Herod was not a godly king by any 
standard. No one, I mean, he was the worst king probably at that time. He was not a Christian, but he respected John. And the fact is, is he actually heard him gladly. John called it out for what he was. He said, what you're doing is not lawful. But he didn't ridicule Herod. He didn't say, oh, man, you dirty, rotten scum, you perfect, filthy, vile. He didn't do that. He just simply called it for what it was. Herod respected the fact that he called him for what it was, and he still heard him gladly. Herodias couldn't get over the fact that her position was threatened. This is Hillary, guys. And she would have had him killed instantly. Remember what Jezebel did with uh, Naboth and his vineyard? No, certainly. Yeah, she had him killed. Ahab did not have that kind of... Uh, cruelty in him. Ahab had a little respect. He's like, I want this, but I can't have it. Boo-hoo. But he wasn't going to go do something so drastic as that. And uh, on the other hand, Hillary, I mean, Jezebel, Jezebel went and just simply lied about him, had him killed. Okay. Herodias wants to do the same for John. And Herod does not. He heard him gladly. And here's the thing, guys. There's a reason why I don't join up with the Tea Party. There's a reason why I don't line up with uh, uh, one party or the other. Uh, Look, I'm, I'm trying to get the gospel out. All right? And if you just stick to the book, you will lead a quiet and peaceable life. Um, you might get persecuted, true. But they won't persecute you because you got in the flesh. They'll persecute you because you stood true to the book. You preached Amen. straight. And you never know. Maybe old fuzzy head himself, Hill or Bill, maybe he'll come to Christ one day. You just never know. Maybe the guy's had enough of this, had a fill of this junk in the world. And some preacher, call him out. You know what? You're a filthy, vile man for your sin, but there's room at the cross for you. And he might come to Christ. So the perspective is, Jason, you call out immorality for what it is, but you do not deny the position. Now, here's the thing. This is our option. The option wants to repeal Obamacare. The uh, cancel it. He wants to repeal the Johnson Amendment. He wants to um, uh, he, he wants to stop the Syrian refugees. Now, the other day he doubled down. All right, and I think that was a little bit of political pressure, but he sees it for what it is, and was he the only politician that was willing, one of the only, to actually come out and call what's going on an invasion? He recognizes the illegal invasion coming up from the southern borders, and he sees it in the Syrian refugees as well. Listen, Jason, we may have a guy that struggled with morality, but he has enough common sense to see the invasion for what it is, and this is the guy you want to protect the nation. So, well, sure. man, he's a money guy. Well, name me a politician who is not. Name me uh, many Christians who are not, because it seems like Christians are kind of caught up in the same thing. It's kind of the pot calling the kettle black when the Christians are blasting him for tax evasion or blasting him for being a millionaire. You know, I mean, come on, man. So I have to look at it from the Bible. The man is saying, as, as far as we know, what needs to be said from a president. Is he a sinful man? Yes. Has he made a lot of mistakes? No doubt. Is he still making mistakes? Oh, probably. But he... He is saying the right things for a man who's, supposed, who's going to take the position of the presidency. And um, say, will he do it? I don't know, man. It's tough to call when it comes to a politician. Well, at least he's saying he's going to do the right things, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Any other option that we have at this point in time, we know 
Exactly. And I'm referring to Hillary specifically. We know what she wants. We know what direction she's going to take. We know that in every instance, she wants to drag our country into her particular view and, and, uh, and standpoint of evil. Here, she wants to bring slavery upon this country. She is at heart a communist. She wants to open up our borders so that we really have no country at all. She's a one-world person. I mean, you could go on and on, and particularly heinous. She is for abortion all the way up to the point of birth. And so you see these things. You know that that's what she's about. She hasn't hidden it. That is her view of the world and yet we're going to uh, we're going to fight and bicker over our candidate, who at least is saying the right things. Yeah, who at least well, is not out there going against righteousness actively. Oh, he's, he's he's acting like a man is supposed to act when he's got the responsibility of protecting something. All right, uh, yeah. he wants to rebuild our military. Um, you know, we already know the Democrat agenda. That's a communist agenda. They only use their military against their own people. That's the bottom line. All right? This guy is a nationalist. I, you know, I, I know what you all are saying about pride in America, and that's what brings us low. I get that. But I don't want a president standing up there apologizing for our country. No, we have lots of other... There. Oh, man. We have lots of other countries around the world that want to see us done in. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, if America doesn't look after America, who in this world is going to? Nobody. They all want to suck America dry of its resources and of its money and of its influence. Listen, we have to have at some point at least a a view of standing up in front of the world and saying, look, we are a sovereign nation. We don't want you to do this to us, therefore we won't let you do it. That is such a simple concept, and yet it has been lost in this election to a large degree. Yeah. Of course, you know, some Christians still hold on to George W. as some sort of uh, standard, but George W. wasn't a moral president. Uh, He he told the Muslims that they were great people. At least Donald Trump is willing to say, hey, man, you know what? How come all these terrorist acts are happening with you guys? I think we ought to be suspicious of these people. Finally, somebody speaking common sense out there. All right. And, and here's something else. It tickles me just a little bit uh, to see the people that hate him so much. I mean, yeah, the no United kidding. Nation hates no him. No man by his enemies. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that. That tickles me a little bit. You know, all the Democrats despise him. They think the world's going to end if he becomes president. Look, if it's making every Democrat mad... And it tickles me just a little bit, too. The illegals despise him. Hey, um, I'm, I feel good about that one. That's a good one. Say, well, maybe it's, it's you know, it's um, a false flag. Maybe it's a, he's a, it's a Trojan horse. It could be. All right. He could be. No doubt about it. But I haven't seen a guy in the last 30 years say what he's saying right now and, and making all the people mad. George W. didn't make them all mad. In fact, we think I think George W. is going to vote for Hillary anyways. Because he's best buds. Well, and here's you know? the deal. Even, even if it's self-seeking on the part of Trump to say all this and do all this, even if it's just for himself, he's, it will benefit America in this particular case. Because for the absolute, it, it will keep America out of the hands of the Clintons. And that's enough. 
It really is because we know who they are. We know what they stand for. We 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 had a Bill Clinton was president for eight years and yeah. did more uh, to bring this country down than just about any other president, except for J- George W. Bush, who passed the Patriot Act one and two. But uh, uh, I just I, what else can you say? Here we are on the eve of the election, Pastor, and we still have half of America is going to vote for Hillary, and they don't even really know why. Yeah. Well, that's because they watch CNN. And and even Christians watch CNN and, and, and Fox, Megyn Kelly, and listen to people say negative things about them. And people just don't think for themselves. They can't think clearly because the TV is so loud. Here's something else, Jason. As long as the economy stays stable, most people are willing to give Hillary a pass. And it's true. Most young people do not want their lives disrupted, and so they'll give her a pass. They'll say, okay, well, as long as nothing happens to the money that's rolling in, then everything's fine and dandy. And then that breaks my heart that it's that way. But you know why so many people uh, laud uh, William Jefferson Clinton as a great president? Because the economy was good. a man, if we had any idea what That's, was coming in 2007, people should have been saving and saving during the Clinton years and the Bush years. But, you know, we just – it's typical America. We spend, spend without consideration of the future. But the economy yeah. was good. We don't give that to Bill Clinton. We believe that was Reagan's uh, economic plan, whatever. If you disagree with that, that's fine, folks. But as long as the economy was good, they can excuse a lot of stuff. When Bill Clinton messed up with Monica Lewinsky, which wasn't the first time he's ever done that, he just got caught with one. That guy's always been a womanizer. We call it out for what it is. You call it out for what it is. But him being dethroned was not because of his moral violations, because he lied under oath. All right? Guys... We don't go silent on a, a president just because of their, you know, their, their position. You call it for what it is. That's sin. That's, that's vile. Right there. And you need to get right with God. There's mercy at the cross. You can have forgiveness. The blood will cover your sins. Now live for Jesus Christ the rest of your life. All right? And, and Christians have the best chance of changing the lives of the most corrupt individuals in this society. We have the best chance if we obey the book. If we don't obey yeah. the book, we've got problems. As I was just telling somebody the other day, but for the righteousness of 10, Sodom would have been spared. Yeah. Think about that for a second, Pastor. Yeah, and also the 7,000 that were in Israel that were um, along with Elijah. Think about that for a second. It didn't take many. Even if you just want to go back to history because you say, oh, you guys talk about the Bible too much. Well, that's too bad. You really need to read the Bible, get into the Bible. That is our final authority. Um, but you could go back to in history to the American Revolution. There were only 3% that were involved. How many people is it really going to take? How many preachers is it going to take to stand up and to biblically rebuke wickedness in our land? And God will withhold his hand of judgment. We don't know that number. But here's the deal. He has told us in all ages to stand upon his word and upon his truth. And as preachers, we cannot close our mouths against the wickedness of this land. But we must, Pastor, in every case, any sort of rebuking that we do must come from the Lord himself through yeah. his word. Otherwise, yeah. we are not valid in our railing against 
this land. And that's where so many people have come so short is because they, in their own minds, have not liked what's going on, and they don't have their root in Scripture when it comes to speaking out against the evils in this society. But it's God who said that He will repay any sort of vengeance that needs to be repaid. It's his decision. It's his words that are ultimately truth that will change the hearts of the people in this world. Absolutely. Here's a verse that uh, we were talking about before the show, and it's in Jude chapter 1, only chapter in Jude. It says, Likewise also in verse 8, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignity. Guys, that verse applies for us today. No matter how you, no matter what you think, it is. But he says, yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him railing accusations. Even Michael the archangel did not rip into the devil with railing accusations, but he simply said, the Lord rebuke thee. There's a lot of faith being exercised here. And this is the example that Jude is giving to the church. He's saying, look, this is how you handle dignities. This is how you handle evil. You, you, you bring it from the Lord. The Lord rebuke thee. And if you continue yeah. down in this passage, he says, um, Enoch also, in verse 14, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of thee, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that they're ungodly, uh, that are all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus, how they told you that there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own, or their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. And you can keep reading, but then it says in verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God. Did you get that, guys? Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. He's, he's very clear. We're show compassion, and sometimes we've got to preach hard, but the purpose of preaching hard is to pull these people out of the fire. Get them out of the fire before it's too late. Amen. God's judgment is coming. And when it comes, there's no more room for you to repent. There's no more room for you to turn back. All right? We know that. So if Hillary wins tomorrow, listen to me, listeners. If Hillary wins tomorrow, First Timothy chapter 2 tells us we'll now offer supplications and prayers on her behalf that she'll come to Christ. And if she takes Amen. power to persecute Christians, then she will face the judgment hand of God one day, and it may cost you your head, but God's judgment is coming, and she cannot evade that. That's right, preacher. No more than Trump. All right, folks, there's some music. That means this show is done, but there are more shows to come. <clears throat> Melissa Roxanne with New World Order Info. You don't want to miss it. God bless you.
biblical, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has
All right, welcome to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, September 28th, 2015. And I'm not in the chat room, but you can go in there, and hopefully I'll get in there during the next break or so. I have to run up to the house unless Frank would be kind enough to go plug in my Internet down here because I forgot to do it before the show. So anyway, when, when and if Frank can do that, and if not, then I'll do it during the break and come into the chat room then. But um, so I have been telling you, except for my last show, my last show I did some information um, about gardening in the fall and um, or maybe I think it was also about um, just how to be self-sufficient on about one acre, like a one-acre farm um, and having a cow and chickens and, you know, different things to grow and the, the way to make it work really well. So I gave you some information about that. And before that, I've been talking about vitamin C and I'm going to get back into the vitamin C now because it's important. You know, it may be boring to you, but, you know, if you were aware of how wonderful vitamin C is and how life-saving it is and how much it can protect your immune system and your loved one's immune systems and your animal's immune systems and, you know, how healing it can be. Um, but And then if it's taken enough, often enough, and enough of it, it, you know, it can stop people and animals from getting all kinds of different uh, maladies, viruses, bacterial infections, plagues, all kind of things. So anyway, that's why I give you a lot of information about it. And it, it is just, to me, a miraculous thing. I mean, no, it's not really a miracle, but... It seems that way when it can save your life, you know, and other things can't. Um, I mean, I'm not saying nothing else can work because I talk about those things too. But if I just had to choose one thing out of all the things I've talked to you about, it would be vitamin C, you know. If I could only choose one thing to have to heal myself and, you know, my loved ones, our animals, etc., who are our family and our loved ones and our friends, but it would be vitamin C. It works on them and it works on us. So, you know, that's why I'm hoping you will listen and it will start to sink in. I've been telling you about it for years, and I'm just going to keep giving you more and more info, and I hope and pray that you will do the research on it as well. And always check with your doctor, your licensed medical practitioner, but chances are they're not going to give you much, if any, information about vitamin C. They may just t tell you to take the the recommended amount, which is probably like, you know, depending around 70 milligrams and um, the RDA and all that stuff, you know. So that's not going to be enough to protect your immune system or to protect you or to save your life. Um, so anyway, this is what Frank and I use and have used for years for ourselves, 
ourselves and our animals. And I've told you about the different kinds of vitamin C. I've done shows and given you information about how to make the liposomal type of vitamin C at home. Um, and what's even better than that, that's, prob that's one of the really good kind, um, but probably the best one, in my opinion, out of all the ones I've tried or know about, is the Live On Labs Lipospheric Vitamin C. So, you know, you can go check that out, order that from their website, $30 a box. You get 30 packets of ready-to-use vitamin C, which is 30 grams. There's one gram in a packet, and then you get also one gram of phospholipids in the packet as well. And that can work for people or animals to, to save your or their lives. Um, you know, and I'm not going to say one packet's going to save someone's life, but it could maybe for an animal or, you know, if you just give them the one packet, it, you know, it's probably not going to save their life because if they're, if they're that sick, they're going to need more and they're going to need it often. But, for instance, I've told you again and again about Alan Smith, how six packets or six grams of that type of lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Lab saved that man's life. And he was at death's door, and the doctors wanted to murder him, in my opinion, because they wanted to pull the plug on the machine that was keeping him alive and breathing for him. It's called an ECMO machine. And they had a specialist, I believe, from the United States, you know, go to where he was in New Zealand and all that. And a whole team of doctors at the hospital, they wanted to take him off of life support. And they said there's nothing they could do for him. And his family had to fight to get him vitamin C. And in the end, the hospital refused to give him enough, even though he got better. And the second hospital refused to give him any. So... They ended up giving him the lipospheric vitamin C, his wife did, and it saved his life. And he only got six grams of that a day, six packets, which cost around $6 per day, saved that man's life. Imagine what the medical bills from the hospital were that didn't save his life. Yes, they did give him a little bit of vitamin C, which wasn't nearly enough. And they didn't do it because they wanted to. They basically were almost forced to do it, and they only gave him a very small amount. They had to get an attorney and everything. And even then, they, they barely gave him any vitamin C. So this is something that I would advise you to stock up on because it could one day save your life or your loved one's lives, your animal's lives or life, and... Also, you know, if you can afford it to take it, even one a day would help you a lot. So, um, you know, then there's the other kind of vitamin C, which is to kind of tell you about the, the crystalline type of vitamin C that you can mix into water. And two-time Nobel Prize winning chemist and, um, you know, very famous person, Linus Pauling, he took that kind. That's the only kind he ever took. So, you know, there's a lot to say about that kind, too. And that kind can save your life or your animal's life. So that's another thing I would advise you to stock up on and, um, you know, to get the kind that's pharmaceutical grade. And it's like little crystals. It looks like little crystals. And it's white. And 
and it can just be stirred into purified water. If I didn't have purified water, I would stir it into whatever water I had, but, you know, you don't want to stir it into well water, maybe. It's not the best, definitely. Um, I would use purified filtered water, like distilled or reverse osmosis water, if I had the choice. So make sure you get a water distiller. We hopefully are going to, you know, have some some updated info on that. But anyway, we do have, I think, four of those available right now on our website. You know, or you could get a reverse osmosis um, whole house system, for instance. But if you have hard water, chances are if you have one of those reverse osmosis systems, it may not last very long because um, unless you know, you know, how to deal with that and, and change the filters extremely often because ours, um, you know, we have such gunk in our well water, um, you know, and you can see it when you distill the water because it's this pasty stuff that gets into the bottom of the distiller and you have to clean that out, you know, to keep your water, your distiller working well and your water truly filtered correctly. So, um, anyway, get the things you need to purify your water. You're not going to always be able to go to the store and get the the bottled water or the water that you fill up the jugs yourself, the gallon size or whatever, five gallon size or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, because those stores, you know, aren't always going to be there and be open and available for you to get water. So um, you need to have a way to do it yourself at home and get a gravity-fed system or some kind of system that can work without electricity so that when the electricity goes off, and it could be off for years, who knows, it's going to go off. We just don't know when it's going to happen. You'll have a way to purify your water. And I believe the water will be poisoned. The Bible says, you know, some things to do with that um, and that the fish and Everything in the sea is going to die in the rivers, or at least a, I think it's a third of them are going to die. And so, you know, just the chemtrail factor alone, I believe. And then there's the radiation factor. There's the glyphosate, the Roundup factor that is getting into the water system, the water supply, the ground, and all that. Um, and it causes cancer. Glyphosate or Roundup causes cancer. And then the same thing, chlorine causes cancer. That's what they use. You know, chances are if you're in the city limits or whatever and you don't have a septic tank and you're on the city water, most of them, most of the cities use chlorine to treat the water. And there's wastewater and all that to consider, you know, that they're, 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 Selling wastewater, treated wastewater, of course, in stores and a lot of places, you know, may use that type of water. So that might might be your water, treated wastewater, who knows. But if it says drinking water, it, it could be that. Um, I would stay away in the stores from the, the so-called drinking water, which is labeled that, um, and, and get the distilled water or the reverse osmosis water. But anyway... So, and then the other thing is the fluoride. You're not going to want to mix your vitamin C into fluoride. 
And then the water, there's so many people out there that are on pharmaceutical drugs and over-the-counter drugs and street drugs, and that is not being taken out of the water. You know, if you're on the, you know, like city water system and you don't have your own septic tank, then you're getting, you know, some of those drugs, some of the birth control pills, some of the street drugs, some of the over-the-counter drugs, some of the pharmaceutical drugs, also steroids, any kind of steroids anyone's using, even creams and whatever it is that they're putting on their skin when they take a shower, you know, these things get into the water. And uh, all those things are, are in the water supply, and they're not able to get rid of them all. So you can go read about that. I mean, I've been telling you for years, and I've read articles about it on the air. Um, and there's places that dump whole bottles full of prescription medication into the toilet and flush it, for example, at nursing homes and hospitals and different places, and then people in their own homes do that. So imagine that, a whole bottle full of pills. Maybe somebody died and, you know, they figured they don't need the medication anymore because of that fact, or somebody was transferred out of the hospital or the nursing home or whatever the case may be, um, or they died. Or they changed their medication and they no longer could take it. It could be many different reasons. So they very often do dump whole bottles or many, many bottles for many different people and patients into the toilet, for example. So you have to think about those things. Anyway, I'm going to get into the information, and this is going to be coming from The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease by Erwin Stone. And remember, um, fluoride also causes cancer, so that's another thing. You don't want to mix your good quality vitamin C into a glass full of fluoridated water or chlorinated water or both because most places are going to have both in the water supply if you're just talking tap water, et cetera. So, or the drinking water, for that matter, at the store, or water-labeled fluoridated water. There actually is water for babies that they label fluoridated water or toddlers, et cetera. They'll have a picture of a baby on the label, and it will be water with fluoride in it. And that is, that's deadly to babies and to to people and animals. It's very bad. It's toxic, and it causes cancer. So you want to stay away from that kind of uh, water, and you want to stay away from products containing fluoride, such as toothpaste and maybe mouthwash and, you know, it's in a lot of things. It's in beverages from the store. It could be on in alcoholic beverages. It can be in just any kind of beverage at the store that you that you can buy. It can be in there, and um, it's in soups. It's in frozen foods and all that. You know, water that is used in irrigation, if it has fluoride in it or chlorine or whatever, you're getting all that, plus all those pesticides, see? And chances are they're not using filtered water to water the crops. So you're being exposed to those pesticides. So you need to make sure you filter your water. And when you take your vitamin C, do the same and use that kind of water to mix it in. And then I just, and Frank, we just use half as much baking soda as we use the vitamin C to mix that into 8 ounces of purified water. 
and it's good to take. Um, it can be taken basically, you know, all day, just sipped in the water, just mixed into the water and sipped. And, or other people may take it every half an hour. It just depends on how sick one is or, you know, if they have an injury or whatever the case may be. If they're very sick, then more often would be better. And um, people take it to bowel tolerance, meaning they take it until they keep taking it and taking it often when they're really sick especially, or to find out what level of vitamin C their body needs at any one time because it changes depending on your stress level and how, you know, lots of very variable things. Um, so if you're exercising or maybe you didn't get enough sleep or you're a smoker or you're a drinker of alcohol or lots of the above things, you know, can all change the amount of vitamin C you need if you're injured, whatever. So, um, and then if you eat sugar or carbohydrates that turn to sugar, you know, that depletes vitamin C, heat depletes vitamin C. So there's a lot of factors that can change the amount of vitamin C you need. But bowel tolerance just means you take it and then, you know, when you start to have diarrhea, that means to back off. Whatever is the amount that you took up to that point that caused you to have diarrhea, then you know to back off a little bit, maybe take a gram less than that amount, and then that would be the amount your body needs at that time. But anyway, like I say, check with your doctor, check with your licensed medical practitioner, your pharmacist, et cetera, and make sure vitamin C is okay for you to take. And the same with your vet for your animals, I'll say. But we have given it to our animals, many of them, and it saved their lives. So, um when they were near death. Um, so I'm going to get into this book. And we don't put the baking soda in when we give it to the animals, just so you know. We've given them the crystalline type of vitamin C mixed into water. But we just mix that kind instead of into water normally when we give it to our animals. We mix it into raw, you know, free-range chicken eggs. So the raw eggs, if they will eat raw eggs, and they will eat it with the ascorbic acid, which is a type of vitamin C, if they will eat that, um, that can be life-saving and very healing to them. So even if they're not at death's door, you know, it's good to give it to them even if they're healthy because vitamin C is something that will help them and, uh, you know, help the pregnant animals, help the kittens or puppies or whatever. But... Like I'm saying, dogs and cats, you know, and various animals, many animals can get it and it will save their lives. So it's better to give them than antibiotics, which cause cancer. And the more you or your animals are exposed to antibiotics, the more chances of cancer developing. So that's not a good thing. And it throws off, you know, it causes yeast to get in your bodies or theirs and um, a lot of different changes that are not good. So vitamin C is a fantastic antibiotic. It works against bacterial infections. It works against viruses to treat all of those. And, you know, I would I would say it works against plagues and just anything and everything. Okay, we'll learn more on the other side, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the New World Order Info on AmericanVoiceRadio.com.
denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
Welcome back to to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to but you can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen. And by the way, I'm going to do that right now because um, I was told that. Um, Frank has even better prices on some of the um, the organic sulfur that we sell. So I'm going to go look those up and let you know if I can do that. So you can just go to the Superstore and check that out and uh, or click on the banner for the organic sulfur maybe. Um, but... If you get one pound of organic sulfur, it's $39.99 plus $8 shipping and handling. And then two pounds of the organic sulfur, instead of it being $39.99 each, it's only $69.98 total, which means it's roughly a little less than $35.00 for each pound instead of paying basically 40 almost for each pound if you get one pound. So you're saving $5 off the cost of each pound when you buy 
more than one pound. So if you buy two pounds, you're going to save $5 off the cost of each pound. So that means instead of paying almost $80, if you were to buy, say, two separate, you know, say one month you get a pound of sulfur for $39.99, you're going to pay $8 shipping. You know, so that's like $48 basically that you're paying for your sulfur. Or if you were to get two pounds at one time, you'd save $5 off the cost of each pound instead of paying $80 for two, basically, $39.99 times two, you know. So we're talking $80 minus two cents, and then there's the $8 shipping and handling. For $9 shipping and handling, you can get the two pounds, and it's $69.98 total instead of like 80 bucks. You're saving $10 right there. And then the shipping and handling is only a dollar more, so that means you're saving roughly $9 by getting two pounds at a time. Then if you get the three pounds, it's $104.97. And he told me as long as you buy more than one pound at a time, you're going to save $5 off the cost of one pound. So if you get the three pounds, you're saving five bucks off the cost of all three, so that's $15 you're saving. And shipping and handling on three pounds is $10. So, you know, one pound is $8 shipping and handling, two pounds is $9 shipping and handling, three pounds is $10 shipping and handling, and then four pounds is $11 shipping and handling. But you're saving $20 by buying four pounds at a time. And not only are you saving $20 off the cost of four pounds of sulfur ordered at one time, you're also getting a free 60-watt equivalent LED light bulb, which goes for $10 on Amazon. So that's basically like you're, you're saving, uh, you know, on all the shipping, too, because if you're getting one pound at a time every month, let's just say, for four months, that's going to cost you $32 just in shipping and handling. So $8 a month times four months would be $32. If you buy four pounds at once, you're going to save $20 off the cost of the sulfur per pound, $5 off each, times four is 20. And then instead of paying $8 each for every, you know, pound you order, if you order four at a time, you're not going to pay $8 each, like one a month. You're just going to order four at a time. So instead of $32 shipping and handling, it would only be 11 So right there, you're saving $21 off the shipping and handling. You're getting the free 60-watt equivalent LED light bulb that goes for $10 on Amazon. So that's like, you know, you're saving $10 more there. And then you're saving $20 off the cost of four pounds of sulfur. So that is a huge amount of, you know, money saving right there. And you're getting a free light bulb, an LED, long-lasting light bulb that takes a lot less electricity to power. You're going to save money on your electric bill as well. So that's just a fantastic offer. And uh, there's nothing listed on here that says, you know, hey, you know, there's no big unless you just look at it and know by the prices, you can see, but there's nothing saying, you know, $5 off the cost when you order more than one at a time, but that's the, that's the way it is. So you're saving on the shipping and handling, doing it that way. You're saving on 
the cost of each pound of organic sulfur and if you get four pounds at a time you're going to get that free 60 watt equivalent LED light bulb worth $10 on Amazon around $10.999 is what it goes for so anyway I just thought I would mention that and let you know in case you have not checked that out or maybe you've ordered it in the past and you weren't aware that the prices have changed you know for the better um, etc etc or you know you're just not aware of what a great deal we have because you know, you can look around at all the other people selling the same thing, you know, the organic sulfur, and I've not seen, you know, great deals like this. Most places that I've looked don't sell it for this fantastic deal, and they're not giving away four pounds of, you know, organic sulfur. They're not giving away a, a free LED light bulb, 60 watt. They're not giving you that for free, so just to let you know about that. And organic sulfur is a wonderful thing, and, you know, Frank and I take it, and we've given it to our animals in their water, too. So that's something, you know, check with your vet, check with your doctor and all that, but um, we definitely believe in it and think it's a wonderful thing, and that's something I would also advise you to stock up on. Okay, so um, I'm going to get back into the information now that, I was telling you about, and that is from this online book, which you can go get yourself, and I would advise you to do that, you know, I'd recommend that you do that, and that you download this book, it's free, it's full of wonderful information about vitamin C, yes, it is dated, because it came out in 1972, but there's still a lot of great information here, and it's called The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease, by Erwin Stone. So you can get that free from the Vitamin C Foundation, which is just at vitamincfoundation.org. Then you just put a forward slash and type in Stone, S-T-O-N-E, and you're, on, you're right there reading the book. Um, you can also just go to File, Save As, Name It, and I would put a name in there, I would name it, you know, whatever you want to name it, but I would put the title of the book in there and that it's, you know, vitamin C and maybe the author's name or whatever. But, um, yeah, so that's a fantastic thing to do and to have in your healing library. It's free. You don't have to pay a penny for the book, so get it get it while you can while you still have access to the internet because one day you're not going to have access and you're going to kick yourself wishing that you had downloaded the book when I told you to do so so you know do that uh you just go to vitamincfoundation.org forward slash s t o n e and you're at the book so that's just v i t a m i n vitamin c like c for the word cat, that kind of C, and then foundation, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N, dot, a little period, org, O-R-G, and then forward slash, it leans to the right, that kind of slash, S-L-A-S-H, I mean, and then just type in the word stone, S-T-O-N-E, like rock, you know, stone, because it was written by Erwin Stone, who's you know, a legend when it comes to vitamin C. He he was wrong about certain things, like, 
you know, evolution and all that, like a lot of scientist types are and doctors are, but he had it right about vitamin C. So, and, and like I say, this is from 1972, so it's not going to have all the most up-to-date information, but still a wonderful thing. All right. All right, so then I told you on the show before last, I was talking about vitamin C and reading some from this book about the common cold. And, you know, if one was to take and to, to take it daily, you know, with your doctor's okay and all that, you know, or maybe giving it to your animals or your vets okay, and you do the research too about it all and make sure you and they can take it if you choose to give it to them or take it yourself or your family you choose to give it to them, etc. And by the way, I believe from everything I read, it's really great for pregnant women and babies and children, you know. In fact, they even need more vitamin C because, you know, that is what I have read. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing to give to them. Um, but I always check with their doctor or your pharmacist, your veterinarian about that, and do the research and all that. Make sure you can take it. There's no reason why you can't due to your medical condition or due to whatever you're taking, et cetera. And you shouldn't take it if you're on any kind of prescription blood thinner, for instance. But there may be other reasons, you know, for people not to take vitamin C. So research it and check with them. Okay, so I was telling you about colds, which is a virus. Uh, the common cold is a, a virus, and vitamin C does inactivate all viruses in the test tube. So this book, you know, they, they weren't up to date really as far as everything, but they were just saying how when vitamin C was discovered and say in the 1930s, they were kind of messing around vitamin C to see, to, to try to treat different maladies, different bacterial and viral infections. They usually weren't giving people enough vitamin C because they regarded it as a vitamin. And they thought that since it's, you know, known as a vitamin, that we just don't need very much, which is not true. So they didn't have the great success stories that we've seen since we've learned a lot more about vitamin C. And doctors and hospitals, they don't use vitamin C. And if they do, they're not going to, they're going to barely give you any. You're probably going to have to fight to get any if you can even get it, even if you get an attorney. Even though it's your legal right to get it and all that, you know, as long as there's no reason why you shouldn't have it, you're going to have to fight to the death, basically, almost, to get your vitamin C. So why not just stock up on it, learn how to take it, learn about the different kinds of vitamin C and have it in your home? And then I avoid hospitals and doctors like the plague. I don't go to them. I'm not going to say I would never go, but there's been times when other people would have gone many, many times that I haven't, you know, um, and I've been fine. And I've treated myself at home with my vitamin C and other things that I tell you about and or just the vitamin C, whichever, um, and it has worked, you know, great. So um, the best thing is to take it as long as you find out you can take it and it's fine to take it and take it often on a daily basis and that will keep you from coming down with viruses and, and bacterial infection. I'm not going to say it's not going to, I'm not going to say it's going to work 100% of the time because, you know, maybe it won't. Maybe you, 
you didn't take enough and your your need for it can change. You need, you might need more and you're not taking enough or maybe you only took it once a day or something. That's not good enough, you know. So it's not going to bulletproof your immune system if you just take it once a day or you take a very small amount or, you know, you forget to take it. You know, you're not taking it every so often. Um, some people may take it every four hours or even more often, you know, and so all those things are things to think about. And then if you go and eat a meal or drink something with a lot of sugar or a lot of carbohydrates that turn into sugar or do both, or you drink alcohol, which is going to be full of sugar, you know, or wine or whatever, full of sugar or fruit juices or sugary beverages, things like that that you may not even think about, well, that's going to make the vitamin C that you take not work nearly as well. If you smoke, um, that's going to deplete the vitamin C that you have in your body, including if you take it, it's going to deplete the vitamin C. So smokers need to take that into consideration. The same thing, people that drink alcohol, uh, it's depleted. You know, it's going to deplete your vitamin C. Heat is going to deplete vitamin C. Um, working out, exercising, manual labor, all those things deplete vitamin C. Pharmaceutical drugs deplete vitamin C. Over-the-counter drugs deplete vitamin C. Pasteurization of foods and beverages deplete vitamin C. So, you know, all these things are factors to think about. Stress also does. Okay, so the more stressed you are, the more vitamin C your body's going to need. If you're injured, the same thing. And the same goes for animals, all of these and a lot of times animals are eating a lot of carbohydrates, for instance. If they're eating most regular pet foods, for instance, they're going to be full of grains, corn, soybean, soybean meal, corn meal, all these types of things. That's just total carbohydrates, which turns to sugar. So you're going to have to remember that when it comes to giving them vitamin C. And I would not take it at the same time as I take those things. I would spread it out, take them separately. Okay, we'll be right back with a lot more information from this book on the other side, so don't go anywhere.
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system.
Welcome back to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You can join us in the chat room just by clicking on the chat link on the left-hand menu on either of those sites. So check that out, and feel free to join us in there. And so I was giving information about vitamin C, and I also told you about this wonderful, special, new price for the organic sulfur. I don't know exactly when that became the new price, but I just learned about it. So, you know, it's new to me. (laughs) Uh, I know Frank told me he was going to lower the price by $5 a pound when you buy two or more pounds, but I wasn't aware he had done so because I don't usually go click on that and and read. So I just, you know, became aware of it over the weekend. So I thought I would pass that on to you. So check that out. And you save on the shipping and handling. You get the free um, LED light bulb when you order four or more pounds at a time. So remember that. And so I was giving you info and telling you about a book you can download, and it's all about vitamin C. It was written by somebody who is considered, you know, legendary when it comes to learning about vitamin C, and the name of that is, if I can get it right here, it's called The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease by Erwin Stone. And then the forewords were written by Nobel Prize winners, two-time Nobel Prize winner, Dr. Linus Pauli and Dr. Albert St. Georgie, who discovered vitamin C. So, anyway, um, that's a wonderful book. I advise you to get it, to download it for free. And you can do so by just typing in to the, um, you know, address box on your screen. Just type in vitamincfoundation.org forward slash stone, S-T-O-N-E, okay, and you can get that book and download it. Or you could type into a search engine, The Healing Factor, Vitamin C Against Disease by Erwin Stone, free download. But you can get it from Vitamin C Foundation, the Vitamin C Foundation, but there's no the when you type it in to the, you know, address bar, just type in vitamincfoundation.org slash stone, and then you'll get there. And you can download the book, and you just, you know, for instance, just go to File, Save As if you're using Firefox, or, you know, look up how to save it if you're not aware, or ask somebody else, and they can tell you it's really super simple. Then you can rename it or name it whatever you'd like and put it in a folder labeled vitamin C, you know, would be a good thing to do, I think, and maybe put it under health or under vitamin C, uh, something like that. And uh, then you'll have it, and I would print it out, you know, um, put it on flash drives or some kind of backup, you know, so that if you somehow lose your hard drive or something happens like that, you'll have it as a backup elsewhere, and print it out would be a a good thing to do, too, because if there's an EMP attack or some kind of solar flare or something that happens to cause everybody's electronics and computers to no longer be operable, then, uh, and you didn't maybe protect your computer or whatever it is, um, in a I'm trying to think of the name of it, 
Mm, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, I can't think of the word. I hate it when you get on air and you know what it, something is and you just, the word escapes your mind. But um, it's, I'll think of it, a Faraday cage. That's it. I thought of it. So unless you protect it with a Faraday cage and everything goes right and it works right and you've grounded the Faraday cage and you did it all properly and your computer's in there or whatever it is, electronics or computers, um, even um, LED flashlights, I've been told, Frank has said, those are not going to work um, if there's something to, you know, knock out the electronics and the computers like a... Uh, an EMP attack or solar flare or something like that. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when that's going to happen. So it would be a good idea to print out that book and other information about vitamin C um, and other things, you know, to do with health and how to do stuff, you know, and, and download videos about how to do things and learn how to do them and watch them now and practice doing those things, whether it's something to do with vitamin C or health or, you know, building a rocket stove or um, making your own solar distiller, um, whatever it is, you know, or you can go buy one of those, but It'd be a good idea, if, even if you bought one, to know how to make one. Because what if your solar distiller stopped working or some of the parts got messed up or something and you didn't have any extra parts on hand and, you know, the grid is down and you can't go online and look it up and you can't go to the store and get more. Hey, if you have all the parts on hand and enough to make several solar dehydrators, I'm sorry, solar distillers or whatever, you know, that would be something good to know and how to do it. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So to have the the parts, the backup parts on hand would be a good thing to stock up on now while you can, and to download the videos from YouTube. I use um I don't have it right here in front of me. Um, I could probably look up the name of it. I think it's called um, YouTube. Let me see, let me look real quick and see. Uh, make sure it's the right one. I'm telling it to get. Uh, okay, it's called YTD Video Downloader. That's the one that I use, and I, I know Frank has used it. I don't know if he still does, but it works pretty good, and I haven't had many problems with it. You know, if anything, sometimes the video won't download, but usually it does. So when that happens, I just go where I've tried to download it and then right-click on my mouse and say Retry. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But most of the time it will download videos. And you can download several at a time. So that, I, I went to, I think, download.cnet.com or just type in CNET. And then when you get to download.cnet.com, uh, you could search for YouTube or uh, video downloader. But it's called YTD Video Downloader. So Y, like, uh, you know, yellow, the, the first letter in that word, Y, T as in Ted, D as in David, video downloader. And it got, let's see, one, two, three, three and a half stars by the editors on CNET. And the average user rating, it got, looks like about, I guess, three and a half stars as well. Um, it, it kind of looks like three and three quarter stars, actually, if if you look at it that way. But 
Anyway, out of 38.94 votes, the average user rating gave it three and a half stars, and it's had 148,716,752 downloads. Um, this version alone, and there's been many versions, so it's free. This version was added on May 26, 2015. Um, it's version 4.9, and it's a small file size of 100.3 kilobytes. So last week, 31,000-plus people downloaded it. It's number two in Download Managers, just so you know. So anyway, that's the one I use. And you can go to YouTube, for instance, and just... It's very easy because you just go to the address bar at the top of your screen where you type in wherever you want to go online, and you you go to the video you want to download on YouTube, and then you copy, you highlight that uh, you know name in the address bar where the video is, like that address, the URL of it, and then you just right click on your mouse is what I do, and I say copy, or you can maybe do control see on your keyboard, but I just right-click it on my mouse and go to copy. And then uh, when I do that, it automatically goes to my YTD video downloader, and it's sitting there waiting for me to choose what resolution I want to download it in. You know, for instance, um, I think 160, uh, I don't know, whatever it is. I'm, I'm saying the wrong thing, but whatever. It's like 360, 240, and then the smallest one, which would be the worst resolution, you know. And um, I find, you know, it's probably a good thing to to just, when you're saving onto your hard drive, to use a low resolution, unless it's like something that contains words that are spelled out on the screen or something, and... You know, it may not be as easy to make those out unless you download it at 360 uh, resolution. But anyway, you know how to do all that probably. So that's all. You just choose if you want to download it. Um, I think it's like MP4 or FLV or I forget exactly. But I usually download the MP4 version. And that will allow you to see the video as well as to hear the audio. Or if it's just audio, you know, that you're wanting you know, to get the MP4. But anyway, it's all about the video. So that's what I use, and, you know, it would be a good thing for you. I'm sure a lot of you out there have done this to go to YouTube or wherever and to download videos on how to do things. And that would be a, it could be a life-saving thing, you know. You can learn all about survival and preparedness and canning foods and living out in the wild or Whatever it is, um, and that doesn't mean that just one person is going to be the authority on everything, and you might have to do, you know, watch other videos, and and maybe somebody doesn't give you the best information. So you know, you can you can uh, read books and and do do things like that and download those, you know, and and nobody's perfect and everybody makes mistakes. But anyway, those are good things to do. That could really help to save your life when, you know the time comes, or just to help you in your everyday life, I find, you know, you can pretty much go look for a YouTube video on how to do something and learn how to do it a lot of the time, or maybe, you know, look online and, and find how to do things, and how to save money, or how to fix your air conditioner, or whatever the case may be, you know, chances are you'll, you can find out how to do it, usually for free, 
online. And this YouTube, um, which is called YTD Video Downloader, I don't know what D stands for, but I think YT means YouTube. Uh, probably means YTD, probably means YouTube Downloader, I would guess. But YTD Video Downloader, um, it's free. This version is the 4.9 version. So, you know, that's another good thing. You don't have to pay for it. Anyway, um, so getting back to the information about vitamin C, you know, um, there's more up-to-date info, but this is still a good book to have. So go get this book and download that to your hard drive, print it out, save it, put it somewhere where it's not going to get ruined uh, as much as you can. Maybe maybe seal it up in some kind of a Ziploc, you know, gallon-sized bag or something to protect it if it were to get wet. If I don't know if that would work or laminate it or just put it somewhere safe, you know. Okay, so... Now, I told you about the common cold and all that, so if if you're going to keep your immune system functioning highly by taking vitamin C, taking enough of it, and taking it often enough, you probably won't even get the, the common cold, you know. And sometimes there could be, it could start out as the common cold, the virus, and then you could get a secondary bacterial infection, and vitamin C will work for both of those, for viral infections and for bacterial infections. So, um you know, if one was to take enough vitamin C on a daily basis and take it often enough and, you know, try not to drink sugary sodas or alcohol or eat a bunch of carbs at the same time or soon after you take your vitamin C, kind of take your vitamin C and wait, you know, before you eat or drink those things, um, et cetera, that would help. And, uh, Anyway, so if you were to take enough of that, you probably won't come down with a common cold or a flu or whatever it is. You know, and then if you do, then you can heal yourself by taking the vitamin C or your animals. Um, so that that's something good to know. Or if your life is in danger, I'm not going to say vitamin C, C is always going to work to save your life or theirs. I can't promise that. But... If it were me, no matter what it was, probably, I would choose to take the vitamin C and to take a lot of it, like the lipospheric kind. If I was really, really sick and I could take it and I had it on hand, I would probably take, you know, if I was sick, at, like that man I told you about, um, Alan Smith in New Zealand was, and he had, uh, you know, pneumonia in both lungs so bad they couldn't even see his lungs. That's how bad his pneumonia was in both lungs, which is double pneumonia. It was called clouded out pneumonia. Then they diagnosed him with cancer, hairy cell leukemia, and then they said he had swine flu. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to murder him. They wanted to take him off life support. When he got enough vitamin C, $6 worth around that of the lipospheric kind per day, he was healed of all of it. The cancer went away. He was healed of that. It hasn't come back. His pneumonia went away. It hasn't come back. And the swine flu went away, and it has not come back. And that was in 2009. And that, the doctor said he had swine flu. So I don't know. That's what they said. They, they said there's nothing more we can do for you. We just need to unplug him off of the breathing machine that's keeping him alive. That's what they advised his family. Thank you Heavenly Father, they found out about vitamin C. His brother-in-law knew about it, and they talked to an expert on vitamin C, Dr. Thomas Levy, who's written books about vitamin C, how wonderful it is. His site is 
peakenergy.com, P-E-A-K-E-N-E-R-G-Y.com. He's got books about vitamin C. He's got videos on YouTube about vitamin C and presentations he's given to doctors and nurses and medical professionals, etc. So those are good to download and look up and watch, okay? They'll give you a lot of great information about vitamin C. Um, anyway, so, you know, it's going to work. And like he says, it works for all known toxins. Vitamin C works on all known toxins. It also is the best antibiotic there is for bacterial infections of any kind, and it inactivates viruses in the test tube, all viruses, okay? So what more can you say? It's going to work for everything. Now, if you can't take it for some medical reason, then I'm not going to say it's going to work for you because you shouldn't take it, you know? So keep that in mind. Check with your doctor and your vet when it comes to your animals. So I'm going to get back into this now. Um, and now this says, this was about, this was written by Erwin Stone right here. So, you know, they're saying here that they talk about the results they had and all that. Um, and the results have been much better since this book was written. I mean, people that have taken enough vitamin C and often enough, they've had better results than what they claimed in the book. But pretty much if you just take enough and you don't get a cold, that's great. You take it often enough. But if you do get a cold, at the first signs of symptoms, that's when you need to amp up your vitamin C and start taking more and taking it more often. And that will probably make your cold go away immediately if you keep doing it. You know, just keep doing it. Um, and, you, you know, you might want to increase it to bowel tolerance, and that could change when you get sick. You know, you might need more than you normally need in a d regular day. So keep that in mind. The same thing with flu or whatever the case may be. Okay? So when you have, like, diarrhea, you might back off and take a little bit less the next dose than you took that led up to you having diarrhea. That's when you know you've reached your bowel tolerance is what it's called. Okay? And that just means your body gets rid of the excess vitamin C it doesn't need because you took too much at one time or you took it too much too often. It's not going to hurt you or anything like that. I mean, there, it's very safe, and you can go research and read about it, and you'll find the same. Now, people that are working for big pharma and, you know, meaning the pharmaceutical corporations that whose enemy is vitamin C, they're going to tell you it could be dangerous. Don't take more than this very tiny, tiny amount. You know, here's the RDA. Don't go over that. Blah, blah, blah. And they're going to try to scare you. You could get stomach cramps or you could get diarrhea. You know, and it's true. Maybe you could get diarrhea. Big deal. You know, it's going to save your life or heal you if you do it right. So who cares? Big deal. You get a little diarrhea. You just back off on your next dose and learn what your bowel tolerance is. If you keep having diarrhea, just back off a little bit more and take less until your diarrhea goes away, and then you'll know that's how much my body can handle. Now, that can change from day to day or from sickness to sickness or from your stress level being more, you know, you drink alcohol or whatever the case may be. So don't think, okay, I can take this many grams of vitamin C at one time, and that's going to stay the same every day of your life because it's not. It's going to change, so... Keep that in mind. All right, so here's from the book that is talking about 
um, Dr. Er er Erwinstone, he says here, my experience seems to show that if the dose is given both early enough and in large enough quantity, the chances of stopping a cold are about 50-50 or perhaps better. And I disagree. I mean, I think it's way better than 50-50. If you do, you know, at the, at the first signs of the cold and the symptoms of that, you start taking it, you know, and you take it often enough and you take enough of it, you're probably going to knock your cold out pretty pretty quickly, you know, within a day or who knows maybe even less. You may not even get a cold. You may just have a few symptoms. So, you know, just because he says 50-50 doesn't mean that's, you know, the only thing that's true. It could knock it out. Probably will if you do it right. I think, you're, you know, 8 grams or so would be a good thing. But, you know, especially if you're taking vitamin C on a daily basis, you know, maybe take 8 grams at a time of the crystalline type that you stir into the water with you know, if you choose to do so, half as much baking soda as the amount of vitamin C you took, that would probably be a good starting place. Um, and I can't say that's going to be for everybody, but type in, you know, go to the vitamincfoundation.org, just vitamincfoundation.org, and or look in a search engine for their site and type in colds, for instance, and you can learn things that way. Um, and we'll get into more about that on the other side. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. Okay, so I told you about this book. I've been telling you about it, and it's The Healing Power of Vitamin C, and it's The Healing Factor, actually, The Healing Factor Vitamin C Against Disease, okay? And it's written by Erwin Stone. And so I'm going to give you some info from that book and tell you also, we're talking about colds right now um, in the book. And I also have another book here on my desk, actually several. One of them is by Linus Pauling, Dr. Linus Pauling. And it's called Vitamin C, The Common Cold and the Flu. So I recommend this book highly as well, uh, that you get it. Again, it's called Vitamin C, The Common Cold and the Flu, written by Dr. Linus Pauling in, let me see here, 1970. Okay, it's when this book came out. And so the book is not just about, you know, vitamin C and the common cold. But it's about many other, you know, things. So it's a really good book, um, you know, to get and to have in your healing library. I have another book here. It's called Vitamin C, The Powerhouse Vitamin Conquers More Than Just Colds by Ruth Adams, Ruth Adams and Frank Murray. And it, the foreword in it but was by the re- legendary... Dr. Frederick R. Klenner, K-L-E-N-N-E-R. So that's vitamin C, the powerhouse vitamin, conquers more than just colds. It's a fairly small paperback. Let me see how many pages this has. This one has 192, looks like, or one, 191 pages. Okay. And that book came out in 1972. Okay, Vitamin C and the Common Cold, the Common Cold and the Flu, the paperback version that I have here, which is an old book. It came out, you know, a while back, um, and it came out in 1970, and it's 230 pages, okay? Then I have here the book How to Live Longer and Feel Better by... uh, by by Linus Pauling, Dr. Linus Pauling, author of Vitamin C and the Common Cold. So these are just some of the books I have on vitamin C, and I would highly recommend all of those. You might want to stop and write those down, you know, ask your bookseller to order those or look on Amazon.com or wherever you go to get books and order those online or go to your bookstore See if they can get it for you if they are to carry it. Or go to a used bookstore and see if you can find them. Every one of these books I got used, okay? So that's how I prefer to get my books. I'm not saying I never buy new books, but very rarely. Um, I usually get them used. So sometimes, you know, for as little as 10 cents even, which is very rare for me. You know, and I go to actually a free bookstore, but not I haven't been in a long time. It might have been a year or more since I've been because they just have terrible hours, and I know it's free books, so I'm not going to really complain, but, you know, if you give a donation, they're not free books, so, you know, there's that. Anyway, 
But it's still a good deal, you know, a great deal. And I, I do like to give donations because, you know, it keeps them in business. Um, and they do sell books, too, online to, to earn some money, and they get money from that and from their donations. But anyway, it's a great thing to have a free bookstore in your community, so it's wonderful. Um, I wish more people would, would do those, would start those. Um, so these are all great books, and then I have another book here I got at that bookstore I just told you about called Folk Medicine. It's not about uh, vitamin C, but this one is about apple cider vinegar and honey. Um, so that's a legendary, you know, well-known book by D.C. Jarvis, M.D. And I have probably hundreds of books uh, about health, so these are just some of my favorites here. And I will probably read some if I get a chance from this book here from Linus Pauling, Vitamin C, The Common Cold and the Flu. In fact, I'm going to read a little bit from that now. And you can download that free book I told you about from vitamincfoundation.org slash stone. You can get that book I've been telling you about, too. So get that book, download it for free. And, um, okay, we only have a few minutes left. So here's here's a little bit from this book, Vitamin C, the Common Cold and the Flu by Dr. Linus Pauling. And it says here, ascorbic acid, we're talking vitamin C here, is an essential food for human beings. As noted earlier, an intake of about 10 milligrams per day is enough to provide protection against scurvy for most people, but to achieve the best health, a much larger intake is probably needed. The optimum intake of ascorbic acid, that is, the daily amount of this food that leads to the best of health, is not known with certainty, and no doubt it varies from person to person. It is my opinion that for most people, the optimum daily intake is somewhere between 250 milligrams and 10 grams. And keep in mind that the person that wrote this book, the legendary Linus Pauling, he took 18 grams per day. Okay, so he's saying the optimum intake daily for most people is between 250 milligrams and 10 grams, but he took 18 grams per day, and he lived to be in his 90s, okay? So these amounts are much larger than the daily dietary allowance recommended in 1974 by the Food and Nutrition Board of the National Research Council, and this book is a later version, so it came out originally in 70, 1970, and, and then again in 1976. So obviously I have the 90, I'm sorry, the 1976 version. Since he's talking here about 1974, daily dietary allowance recommended by the Food and Nutrition Board, they called it then, of the National Research Council. Okay, so the recommendation of this board said to be designed for the maintenance of good nutrition of practically all healthy people in the United States is 35 milligrams per day for infants, 40 milligrams per day for children, increasing to 45 milligrams per, per day for adults, and 60 milligrams for pregnant women, and 80 milligrams a day for lactating women, meaning they're breastfeeding babies. So that was in 1974, and it has risen, but not by much. Now it's more like maybe 70 milligrams a day for the average person. Okay, and that's just a very, very small amount. It's not an amount to keep you healthy or to keep you from getting sick or anything like that or to save your life. 
they just want to tell you to take this little tiny bit because they don't want you to be well or healthy or to live, okay? They want to keep you getting sick, getting diseases, getting cancer, getting whatever it is, the latest thing that they've concocted, getting plagues, getting colds and flu, the deadly Spanish flu that they have tried to, and I'm sure probably have already, recreated in the lab that killed hundreds of millions of people. And, and vitamin C will protect you against all these things. And baking soda is another great thing for the Spanish flu, the Spanish flu and for colds and flu. Okay? And people that took it and took enough of it when the Spanish flu was going around, the baking soda, in water several times a day, um, their lives were saved when all over worldwide hundreds of millions of people were dying from that very same thing. So that's another good thing to have on him. So he says, in making its recommendation, the board stated that the minimum daily amount, daily intake of ascorbic acid needed to prevent scurvy is about 10 milligrams and that the somewhat larger amounts recommended should provide a generous increment for individual variability and a surplus to compensate for potential losses in food. The idea that beneficial effects would result from a larger intake of ascorbic acid was rejected. So they were wrong, very wrong about that. On the basis of reports that improvement in physical and psychomotor performances of men had not been improved by supplements of between 70 milligrams and 300 milligrams of ascorbic acid per day, meaning vitamin C, and that the occurrence of bleeding gums, okay, around your teeth, bleeding gums, which is a sign of scurvy usually, in military personnel was not affected by supplements of 100 milligrams or 200 milligrams per day for periods of three weeks. That's because you need more like at least a gram a day if you have scurvy. And we're going to run out of time I'm seeing here. So I'm going to read you more from both of these books next week on my show. Um, and I highly advise them. But it's going to go on to tell you a lot of good stuff about ascorbic acid in, in this book and the other book that you can get for free online. And I'm going to get into those more um, and tell you about getting vitamin C in your your diet and, uh, you know, some certain things about guinea pigs who can't make their own ascorbic acid just as humans, just as people. We cannot make our own ascorbic acid because we have a gene that is mutated and most animals can make their own ascorbic acid in their body and do. But there's some animals that can't, like guinea pigs and certain bats and um, and different primates, I believe. So, and and humans cannot either. So we need to get our vitamin C in other forms, such as in our food, which we're not going to get enough that way. I would say, for the most part, we're going to need to supplement it, just like we're going to need to take organic sulfur twice a day to supplement, you know, to get our enough, enough sulfur, you know. And it's been depleted in the soils, et cetera. So don't forget about that great deal we have going. $5 off when you order two or more pounds of sulfur in the superstore. And, you know, you can save a lot on shipping and handling if you order. You know, the more you order, the more you save on each pound and on shipping and handling for each pound. And also you get that free LED light bulb for of $10 value on Amazon.com is going for if you get four pounds or more. So don't forget about that. A great deal. Check it out about the organic sulfur. 
and there's our great distillers available. So, you know, check it out and take advantage while you can and get these books and get the book I, I told you about to download for free and all the other books I gave you the names of. And, um, you know, I've read from some of them on my shows and will do so in the future. So I highly recommend all of those that you get by Dr. Linus Pauling on vitamin C and by the legendary D.C. Jarvis, M.D. on the apple cider vinegar and honey. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of great information out there about vitamin C. So I hope that you will continue to research it and learn all you can and download all you can and go to YouTube. You know, I told you about that downloader that for videos such as on YouTube that I use, YTD Video Downloader. And you can get that at CNET.com and then go download videos about vitamin C. Like, um, just type in Dr. Thomas Levy, L-E-V-Y, vitamin C, and you'll get his presentations on vitamin C with, you know, PowerPoint presentations. So you'll see things that he's written, you know, about vitamin C while he talks about it and going on in the background and all that. And that'll help you. Okay, in the future. Coming up next is the owner of AVR, Frank. So stick around for the Frank Report with Frank Stefan coming up next for two hours live. And thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful night, and I'll see you next time.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Good evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Monday, September, uh, <laughs> November 7th, uh, 2016. And it's about seven minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live. 800-932-1980. It works. Or you can go to TheAmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com and uh, you can participate there. I'm uh, looking in on the uh, chat room right there. It's pretty pretty slow, but you can go in there and uh, ask questions, make comments, just uh, socialize or whatever. Anyhow, so there's that. Well, you know, let's uh let's just get this stuff here, huh? You know, th- this thing with the FBI is really really I don't know, it's it, it's disappointing in a way, but what did you really think? Now, some people were saying and it turns out they were right 
that the FBI only did this to distract everyone from all the WikiLeak emails. Okay? Because, look, folks, I can see felonies. Just in the emails that are on the Internet. Felonies. Serious, you're going to prison for over 10 years. Felonies. Okay? This is serious business, and yet the FBI is letting this criminal witch off the hook. Folks, listen. There's not a lot we can do about it. James Comey has clearly showed himself to be a liar and a criminal. He has disgraced the whole FBI. If you're an FBI agent, that includes you. You are disgraced. I don't even know what to call you. You know what? You got nothing to say to any American people out here. You're not even an American citizen anymore, as far as I'm concerned, if you're an FBI agent. Every last one of you should resign, given the actions of your criminal boss. And if you don't, then you're part of his crimes. And as part of his crimes, you are an enemy of the American people. Get it straight, G-Man. You just picked a fight with the American people. Guess who's not going to win? That would be you, suit. You know, you ain't got enough lawn, horiuchi pieces of garbage out there to go around. I'm, 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 I'm disgusted with the FBI, and I never liked you anyway, okay? You've been liars and frauds and criminals for a very long time. Let's go back and look at the FBI lab, shall we? Yeah. You're worthless. And, but why would you be anything but worthless? Seeing as how, well, let's see. Oh, your big claim to fame leader was a dress-wearing homosexual faggot? Wow. Yeah, he was the director. Oh, boy. Isn't that swell? Now you got Comey. Uh, it, it's just sickening. It's sickening. And you know what? The FBI was born out of a fraud in the first place. That fraud was prohibition. Oh, we got to stop everybody from drinking that fire water or else, uh, you know, that's that. Yeah, what did it do? Well, let's see what Prohibition accomplished. Uh, it, it started organized crime. See, before that, you used to have a gang here, a gang there, and, you know, they would uh, maybe rob a bank, go on the run, rob another bank, eventually get shot and killed by somebody. But then Prohibition came in, and there got to be big money in booze running. Ooh, so the FBI had to jump into action. Yeah, and start taking jurisdiction where before that, they had none. Anyway... Let's get to some stuff here. Um, 
And you wonder why, gee, I wonder why this didn't go. I'm, I wonder why the FBI agents, the big, smart, G-worthless men, or are you men at all? Probably not. But uh, why can't you see felonies when everybody else can? Gee, oh, well, maybe this has something to do with it. Top Clinton bundlers were major donors to wife of FBI's Andrew McCabe. Yeah, Terry McAuliffe, not only Clinton-linked donor to give to Jill McCabe, bundlers for Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign joined Clinton ally and Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, and he's another criminal lying scumbag who should have been hanged long ago for treason. Terry McAuliffe is donating into the state Senate campaign of Jill McCabe, that's right, the Wall Street Journal first reported on donations from Common Good Virginia, McAuliffe's political action committee, to McCabe's Virginia State Senate campaign in 2015. McCabe is the wife of Andrew McCabe, the FBI deputy director who helped in the investigation into Clinton's email practices. Huh. McCulloch contributed $467,500. That's half a million dollars, folks, to McCabe's campaign through his PAC, making her the third largest recipient of contributions from McCulloch in 2015. The Virginia Democratic Party provided an additional $207,788 to McCabe, in the form of mailers. However, McCulloch was not the only Clinton backer to contribute to McCabe's campaign. Four top bundlers for campaign Clinton-related efforts. You know what, folks? There really needs to be a law against... Listen, if you have a family member who is not an elected official, but a government employee, you are not allowed to run for office. Sorry, and that means husband, wife, brother, sister, mother, father. Yeah, I suppose aunts and uncles are okay. you got to draw the line somewhere, but we could go there too. Because, folks, what we've got going on here is a little group, a cabal, if you will, of criminals. A criminal family, actually. Four top bundlers for Clinton-related efforts combined to give McCabe more than $130,000. Frederick D. Schaffeld, an investment banker and venture capitalist, sits on Hillary Clinton's National Finance Committee along with his wife, Karen. Individuals who raise or contribute at least $100,000 for Hillary for America, the Hillary Victory Fund the Hillary Action Fund, or a combination of those three entities earn a spot on the committee. Schaufeld contributed $65,332 to McCabe's campaign. A total of 55000 went to McCabe between June and late October 2015. At the same time, that common good Virginia flooded McCabe's campaign with nearly half a million in contributions. Schaffeld was the fourth largest donor to McCabe's campaign behind only McAuliffe's PAC, the Democratic Party of Virginia, and 
Planned Parenthood's Virginia affiliate. McCabe was the top recipient of campaign cash from Schaffeld last year. Karen Schaffeld, Frederick's wife, contributed $10,849 to McCabe in October. Sonia Smith, who sits on Hillary Clinton's National Finance Committee alongside her husband, Michael Bills, donated $45,000 to McCabe's campaign. Smith was the fifth largest donor to McCabe, right behind Frederick. Smith's husband, Bills, donated $15,000 to McCabe in August 2015. In all, McCabe raised $1.6 million dollars for her unsuccessful Virginia State Senate race. Good, I'm glad she lost. So folks, you know, listen, uh, a spokesman for McCullough told the Wall Street Journal the governor supported McCain's campaign because he thought she would make a good state senator and that the assumption he donated in order to influence her husband's behavior at the FBI was ridiculous! Sure it is. That's just ridiculous. None of Hillary Clinton's buddies would ever do anything so illegal as that. No! Any insinuation that his support was tied to anything other than his desire to elect candidates who would help pass his agenda is ridiculous. Of course it is. Yeah. It's ridiculous that Hillary Clinton would have had a uh, a private server in her bathroom, too. Oh, that's ridiculous. She would never do that. Oh, well, and if she did, she certainly wouldn't have any classified information or top-secret information. That would be ridiculous. And if she did have that on her computer, she certainly wouldn't have her stinking maid printing out classified information on her home printer, would she? No, that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Sure, it all would be ridiculous if it wasn't true. Man. In an email exchange released Sunday by WikiLeaks, Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, criminal John Podesta, implied her lawyer and longtime friend Cheryl Mills came up with the idea of Clinton using a private email server while Secretary of State. When campaign advisor Neera Tandon asked, do we actually know who told Hillary she could use a private email? And has that person been drawn and quartered? Podesta responded, don't you think, Cheryl? Mills was questioned by the FBI in connection to the email investigation, and an unusual step was allowed to be present during Clinton's interview as her counsel. To Podesta's suggestion it was Mills, Tandon responded, I repeat, why hasn't this person been drawn and quartered? I'm reading Wolf Hall. There is something to be said for the power of torture. But wait, I thought Democrats were against torture. Well, I guess not. The Daily Caller pre uh, previously reported Tannen's response, but the most recent WikiLeaks shows Podesta's subsequent response. Quote, 
This is from Podesta. At least we now know why Cheryl didn't want her to run. Yeah. Cheryl knew she was breaking the law. Cheryl knew it was going to come out. Cheryl apparently didn't know that the Clintons have the FBI scumbags in their pocket. Isn't that right, G-Men? Huh? You and little Hillary Clinton's purse, are you, G-Men? You know, for nearly 20 years, one question has been asked over and over about Hillary Clinton's closest, most enigmatic aide. Who is Uma Abedin? As the election hurdles to its inglorious end, that question has taken on new weight. With the FBI looking into Clinton emails contained on a laptop shared by Abedin and estranged husband, Anthony Weiner, yeah, well, they're done with that now because they went through 650,000 emails in eight days. And, oh, hey, Wired Magazine's got an article up there from a genius. He says, oh, I'm an insider. I'm going to be anonymous, though. But I'm telling you, oh, no problem. They can scoot on through 650 million emails uh, in eight days. No problem. They've got uh, computers and everything and all that. Uh-huh. Sure. Now, the subject of an FBI investigation for sexting with a 15-year-old girl. Ooh, oh no, Anthony Weiner's going to go to jail for text sexting a 15-year-old girl, but Hillary Clinton goes free, and all she did was, well, share top-secret classified information all over the world, give, hey, we have four minutes. It takes four minutes. Do you hear that, all the enemies in the United States? Four minutes. By the time the president says launch them missiles to the time they start popping out of the ground. Yeah, four minutes. You got that, right? You did watch the debate, didn't you, where Hillary Clinton gave away that, too? Oh, but they said that's no big deal because everybody knew that already. Well, I didn't know that already. So why is it such a big deal not to tell everybody around the world how fast our aircraft carriers can go? Or how fast our M1 Abrams tank can go? Huh? Why is that classified? If everybody knows, and it really doesn't matter, because, geez, four minutes to launch nuclear weapons, I would think that's more important than how fast our tank can go. Because, you see, they're going to figure that out pretty fast once... Oh, wait, I'm pretty sure they already know that, seeing as how we've been running around the Middle East and our M1 Abrams for, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they know how fast that can go. I'm pretty sure all our enemies are aware of how fast our aircraft carriers can go, too. But still, that information is not allowed to be published. Wonder why. But hey, it's okay to tell everybody in the world four minutes. You know why she did that? Because everybody didn't know that. But Hillary Clinton did. And that was her version of trying to show off all her experience. See, I have lots of experience. 
I know things. See, I know things that nobody else knows because I got me some experience. See, I was the president's wife. Ooh, the wife. Ooh, yeah. And I carpet-bagged my way into being a U.S. senator in New York City. Oh, I had to kill another Kennedy to do it, but hey, what the heck? It's just politics. And by the way, what's it matter anyway? And then I had all my experience in the State Department where I started a war in Libya and killed, oh, I don't know how many people, but hey. And I didn't do it for any good reason except to try to get myself in a position where I could say, oh, I have a lot of of, uh, experience in world affairs. Look what I did in Libya. Look what I did in Syria. Yeah, look what she did. And you wonder why the Saudis gave Hillary Clinton so much money? They gave Hillary Clinton so much money so she could be in charge of getting rid of Assad because they want to put a pipeline through Syria. That's why. That's why Hillary Clinton got all that money from Saudi Arabia. Oh, I mean the Clinton Foundation. Golly, that's all separate, right? But no, hey, guess what? G-men can't find no felonies here. Are you embarrassed yet, you bunch of pukes? Everybody in the country knows you're a bunch of pukes, okay? You're all corrupt. You're all on the take. You all suck, okay? And we all know it. You have lost absolutely all respect, okay? G-men. Anyway, so Anthony Weiner is going to be in big trouble because he he texted dirty things to a 15-year-old slut somewhere. Ooh, bad man. But hey, treason's good to go. No problem there. Yeah, Hillary Clinton did to 300 million Americans what Anthony Weiner did to this 15-year-old. Now, Aberdeen has gone very quickly, except not anymore, from loyalist to liability. I'll tell you what happened. Comey thought he was going to do the right thing, and then uh, they pulled out the goat pictures of him in a, uh, you know, whatever. And he decided, oh, investigation's over. Though she hasn't been seen with Clinton since the story broke October 29th. I don't know if that's still true today. The campaign insists she's not going anywhere. Uma continues to play an invaluable role. Campaign chair and criminal John Podesta told the Post Friday. No one is more loyal to Secretary Clinton and she remains one of her closest advisors. Oh. Hey, folks. This is somebody who's going to be advising the President of the United States? Really? So the Muslim Brotherhood is going to have an advisor to the President of the United States? Huh. Not much is known about Aberdeen's life before Clinton Incorporated. 
She was born in 1976 in Kalamazoo, Michigan, to an Indian father, Syed, and a Pakistani mother, Salia. Both were academics and devout Muslims. When Huma was two, the family moved to Saudi Arabia. But almost nothing is known of Uma's childhood and teen years. Boy, sounds familiar. Missing spots of their history, just like, well, the current president, Obama. Gee, so uh, where were you actually when you were supposed to be attending Columbia University? Where nobody, nobody, nobody remembers you. Uh, she returned to the United States to attend George Washington University, majoring in journalism with a minor in political science. Her father co-founded the Journal of Muslim Minority Affairs, and after his death in 1993, her mother, whose writings subscribed to Sharia law, took over as editor-in-chief, a post she holds to this day. The journal has published articles in favor of female genital mutilation, the sexual subjugation of women, and murder of apostates. Yeah, this is Uma's mommy. But it gets better. Earlier this year, the Post reported that Aberdeen was listed as assistant editor on the masthead from 1996 to 2008. In 1996, still an undergraduate, Aberdeen began interning for Hillary at the White House. Now, interning for Hillary at the White House. Hmm, in 1996. You know, let's see, you're the first lady. What exactly are you interning for like maid? Are you interning to be maid? To be maid? I didn't realize maids had to intern somewhere because, see, the first lady doesn't actually have a job, all right? She's just the wife of the president. That's all. Kind of like Bill might be. Uh, uh, intern, really? It's the only job she's ever really known. And her loyalty to Hillary was forged in the crucible of the Lewinsky scandal and Bill Clinton's impeachment. So much of the public fascination with Aberdeen has to do with her contradictions. She's a practicing Muslim who married a Jewish scumbag who abstains from alcohol yet is never without her slutty red lipstick. The daughter of a woman who believes men are wholly superior, yet has devoted her life to potentially the first female president of the United States. Well, let me tell you something, folks. Uba Abedin, Uma Abedin, is a mole. She is a Muslim Brotherhood operative. They will lie and cheat and steal and kill and deceive and do anything they got to do to get in. Oh, gee, why is this so surprising? It's written in their Koran. Oh, you haven't read 
any of the Quran. Well, they're allowed to lie. It's kind of like the Talmud, where the Jews are allowed to lie to the Goyim. See, the Jews consider you Goyim, and the Muslims consider you apostates, infidels. Yeah. I tell you, the Jews and the Muslims are two sides of the same coin. And that's not just my opinion. That is a fact. They are the brothers of Abraham. Hmm. What's that tell you? That's what Uma, Uma Abedin is. And here, before we go to break, it says about her. Now remember, though, she wears that slutty lipstick, right? Doesn't wear a head thing. Is a lesbian. Hey, you know, oh, this is all against Muslim. No. Not if you're working your way into a position to damage your enemies. And she was a very, very religious person. She didn't smoke, drink, or swear. Always very polite. Very religious person. Really? Would that religion be Muslim? Because you're not very religious if you're not wearing your headgear there, darling. You're not very religious if you haven't had your genitals mutilated. Darling, are you now? I mean, that's what mommy would have for you, isn't it? You're not very religious if you're a Muslim marrying a Jew, now are you? Unless, of course, you're going by the part where anything you need to do to get into the enemy's camp to destroy them, you can do in Muslim. Yeah. That's what we've got going on here, folks. But, of course, the G-men would never be able to see that because they're too damn stupid to understand what's going on here. Or, do you know what's going on, and you're just a bunch of treasonous bastards? Is that it? Because I'd be willing to accept that as your excuse. And she doesn't... She doesn't swear? And she doesn't drink? Well, now wait a minute. How can that be? Huh? How can she possibly hang around with a foul-mouthed, alcoholic, drug addict like Hillary Clinton? And she is. This is why she won't release her medical report. Yeah, this is why we're not seeing any of that because, well, she doesn't want us to know these things. How can somebody very religious... Not be wearing her headgear, not have her genitals mutilated, marry a Jew, you know, their 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 blood enemy, work for somebody with a mouth worse than a sailor on a drunk, work for somebody who uh snorts cocaine and boozes it up. I I mean how how do you do that? Unless you're deceiving them, unless you have ulterior motives. Huh? And why is this so hard to believe? I mean, really. You've heard it said before, and it's the truth. Muslim, Islam is not really a religion. 
Okay, it's a political system. Okay, it's tyranny is what it is. And in any kind of political system, you know, you have spies. And it's codified in the Quran that you can be a spy. Now, what does that mean? Well, what does it mean to be a spy? I mean, if you were going to be an American and, okay, we got to go spy on the evil empire in Russia. All right, fine. So you'd probably learn Russian. You'd probably come up with a story and say that, well, yeah, I was born in some small town in Russia that nobody ever heard of, but it's over there if you want to go look. But nobody will, and you know that. You'd try to fit in as a Russian. You would drink vodka instead of bourbon. You would do all the things necessary to fit in as a Russian if you were a spy, wouldn't you now? So why is it so difficult to believe a Muslim would not wear a headgear? Would wear, you know, dress like a whore. Marry a Jew. I mean, come on. Isn't any of this adding up to you? You're not all as stupid as G-men, are you? We'll take a break. We'll be back in a bit.
stocking shirts in the Walmart store, just like the ones we made before, except this one came from Singapore, guess we can't make it here anymore. Should I hate a people for the shade of their skin, or the shape of their eyes, or the shape I'm in? Should I hate them for having our jobs today? No, I hate the men sent the jobs away. I can see them all now, they haunt my dreams, all lily white and squeaky clean. They never known want, they never know need, the sh don't stink and their kids won't bleed. Their kids won't bleed in their damn little war and we can't make it here anymore. We'll work for food, we'll die for oil, we'll kill for power and to us the spoils, the billionaires get to pay less tax, the working poor get to fall through the cracks. So let them eat jelly beans, let them eat cake, let them eat shit. Whatever it takes, they can join the Air Force or join the Corps if they can't make it here anymore. And that's how it is. That's what we got. If the president wants to admit it or not, you can read it in the paper, read it on the wall, hear it on the wind. If you're listening at all, get out of that limo. Look us in the eye, call us on the cell phone, tell us all why. In Dayton, Ohio, or Portland, Maine, or a cotton gin out on the great high plains. It's done closed down, along with the school and the hospital and the swimming pool. And dust devils dance in the noonday heat, and there's rats in the alley and trash in the street. Gang graffiti on a boxcar door. We can't make it here. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Monday, November 7th, 2016, and it's about 8.49 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live, 800-932-1980. Just wanted to remind you, coming up in the next hour, we'll, of course, have Dean Lauren, but we're also going to have a guest on, Marcus Mumford. He... uh is one of the attorneys uh, that was involved in the uh, Oregon uh, trial up there with the federal trial with, uh, you know, the Bundy group. And uh, we're going to have him on. We'll ask some questions, and uh, I'm sure it'll be very interesting. That'll be coming up in a little bit. So uh, you'll just have to put up with me until then. All right. Well, you know, uh, North Carolina has uh, they're complaining. Oh, you know, they, uh, they're, 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 you know, you're you're hurting black people from voting. Yeah, by limiting early voting hours in black communities. Oh, really? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they're trying. They said they uh, have cut the. Uh, Early voting sites open for shorter hours on weekends and in the evenings, times that usually see disproportionately high turnout of Democratic voters. You know, folks, all this early voting and all this other crap really ought to stop. Look, we should have one day, and you know what? It should be on a Saturday or a Sunday. One or the other. Really, honestly, it should be on the weekend. Maybe both days, Saturday and Sunday. Let's have two voting days, okay? No excuses, you know, uh, you can make it on a Saturday and a Sunday. Keep them open. Keep them open 24 hours a day. You know, but this, oh, I'm going to vote early. Oh, I'm going to vote absentee. Oh, I'm going to vote 50 times in, in 50 different districts because I've got two weeks to do it. This is crap, folks, and the lame excuse that, oh, oh, gee, it's just too difficult to get a picture ID to vote. Well, if that's the case, then you don't get to vote. That's just how it has to be. Listen, folks, if you're walking down the street, and I don't care if somebody says, oh, they don't do that. Yeah, they do do that, and it is the law. Fine, they don't do it to Mexicans. But they do it to everybody else. If you're walking down the street and a cop says, hey, you, stop. What's your name? Let me see some ID. And you go, I don't have any ID. That would be too burdensome for me. Guess what? You're going to go to jail for 72 hours and they're going to fingerprint you. They're going to take your picture and they're going to identify you. Too burdensome, really? You know what? These states that, you know, I, I honestly, simple. You got to have a state-issued ID if you want to vote. You want to vote in this state, then you're going to have to have this state's ID. Now, I'm not saying when you vote in this state that you're actually voting in a state of the union. But that's something for a different show. The fact of the matter is, get an ID. And you know what? These uh, states that want to do this, all they got to do is make it very simple and say, listen, tell you what, we're going to make it free. 
Yeah. Not a driver license. You don't get a driver license for free. But if you don't have a driver license and you don't have hey, you can get a state ID for free. That's what they should do. They should say, nope, you know, you're just your state ID card. It ain't a driver license. It's just ID. It's free. Hawaii did that because they wanted everybody identified. So they made it free. All you had to do was go down there with something and, and show that who you are, and they gave you the ID. And you might say, well, yeah, but, you know, these people go down there with anything. Yeah, maybe so. But you only get to be whoever you're going to be one time. So pick who it is. If you're making it up, fine. It's your one-shot deal. You don't get to be anybody else, just the one person. I don't care if you use your real name. Who cares? Be Oh, and you go, well, how, how can you show? Oh, ever heard of facial recognition? Oh, I'm sure you have. Because anybody out there has got a driver license, you've gone through facial recognition. That's what the digital photographs are all about. So you see, that's all you need. Bang, bing, bang, boom. There it is. Centralized place. Here's some technology. How's about just sliding your ID into a machine that looks at your photo, matches it up, and says, nope, this one hasn't voted yet. In you go. Cast your vote. Oh, it shows here you've already voted. Sorry, get out. Or maybe we should just have you arrested right away for trying to vote again. Folks, there is ways to solve this, and it's not burdensome. But they don't want it solved, folks, because voter fraud is how the Democrats stay in power. But it ain't just the Democrats. The leading financiers of the Republican Party, now some people say Coke, I say Koch, whatever, brothers, were exposed on November 4th by the great investigative journalist Lee Fang as being solid supporters and heavy financiers of congressional candidates who have been leaders in expanding the U.S. military budget and moving America toward a police state including the militarization of the police. The leading financier of the Democratic Party, George Soros, has long been known to provide major financial backing for the most neoconservative Democratic candidates, such as Hillary Clinton, who favor every possible military invasion and coup, which there's a big list here. In fact, Soros was one of the top three financial backers, the other two were the U.S. government and the Netherlands government, for the television station in Ukraine that championed extermination of the people in Ukraine's Donbass region, where the coup-imposed government, which he helped to install, is loathed. And also on the Ukrainian matter, the Koch's, or Koch's, have championed the view that when considering whether Crimea should be part of Russia or else part of Ukraine or else entirely independent, the people who live there shouldn't have any opportunity to vote on the matter, and they should instead be forced to be Ukrainians, even if they loathe this post-coup Ukrainian government. Soros and the Koch's insist 
that this Ukrainian government should be imposed upon the Crimeans. Gee, I wonder why. I bet they make money there. And this is regardless of what the people want. In fact, Soros has proposed adding 20 to 50 billion taxpayer dollars to the effort by the coup-imposed Ukrainian government's military in order for that government to achieve this conquest of Crimea and restore it to the Ukraine, to which it had been forcibly joined by the Soviet dictator Khrushchev in 1954, after having been for hundreds of years a part of Russia, and to which Obama and the Kachas and Soros insisted belongs. Regarding the U.S. presidential contest, the difference between the coaches or Kachas and Soros is that the Kochs Cotches or whatever, in 2016 directed all their political financing away from the presidential contest altogether, so as to weaken Trump's effort to beat Hillary Clinton. So much for the Cox brothers there. Huh? Whereas Soros has devoted tens of millions of dollars to the financing of Hillary Clinton and of PACs that support Hillary Clinton. Hillary is supported by the Koch's and the big oil gas firms as well as by Soros and the Wall Street. Virtually all of the U.S. aristocracy want Hillary Clinton to become president. Right after the nominating conventions, the Kochs withdrew their financial backing of the Republican hawk U.S. Senatorial candidate Ron Johnson in Wisconsin because Johnson had just endorsed Trump. But afterward, the Kochs, and as Lee Fang noted, spent big on the campaigns of Ron Johnson and other pro-Lockheed Martin senators. To be, cro, uh, to be pro-defense industry isn't to be pro-U.S. defense, but instead to be pro-mega-corporate investors. And that's something America's entire aristocracy are because they control all of the large U.S.-based corporations. Those corporations expand by the U.S. military having the might to enforce in foreign countries what their owners want so that America's State Department and USAID, etc., can serve as spokespersons for essentially the billionaires who own controlling blocks of stock in U.S.-based international corporations. That's the system which Hillary Clinton and the Kochs and Soros and all the rest of the U.S. aristocracy support, and which Bernie Sanders opposed without understanding it. If Donald Trump understands it, he's been keeping that fact secret from his followers who generally understand nothing of it at all. Maybe if he were to try to explain it to them, he'd be called unpatriotic, even though this trying to explain it to them would actually be the deepest form of patriotism. Yeah, but you know what? The American people, you know that that movie, You Can't Handle the Truth? Well, let me tell you something. The American people can't handle the truth. All right? That's the bottom line. The American people can't handle the truth. They think they can, but no, they can't. But here's something you're going to have to handle. I got to go. We'll be back in a few. Thanks for listening.